Decide the topic. From love chat for Matt to the hate in your heart. I can't believe it. There are no limits. You can be nice. I love pleasure. You can be mean. I don't give a fuck. Or you can blow it all up. Every Wednesday at 9, it gets crazy when you get their number and you can call them maybe. And now, here they are, Matt Christensen and Blonde. Hello and welcome to the show. It is the call-in show, the show where you get our number and we are at your mercy. Hello, Blonde. Hi, how are you? How was your uh, holiday? It was pretty good. Pretty good, pretty hot. It's pretty hot here. Still hot as hell. There has been no break. It, it's it's better. It's not it's mm. not as bad, but yeah, I'm sweaty. We uh we went to Deadwood, South Dakota, and uh, oh really? It was really cool. Well, f- I love historical sites like that, so it was really cool to see some of the the interesting pieces of history that exist there. But it was even more refreshing to see Americana alive and well. I'm talking like Old West stuff, gambling, people uh, wearing their most ridiculous patriotic outfits. Um, the 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 parade in downtown Deadwood had like pro-life displays <laughs> like it, it was like overtly political which normally would kind of piss me off but these days it was in the unpopular direction so i actually found it really refreshing it's like my god mm. sanity still exists it was were awesome. you energized by the fourth of july because i kind of felt like uh the festivities were making a mockery of me uh i definitely was i thought it was an awesome time but uh was there something specific about your festivities that did that no, I'm just like, uh, what are we celebrating and why? And you why are to people Dakota more worried to about find it? Yes. It's there. And Mark Zuckerberg was up here. Uh, that wasn't in Coeur d'Alene, was it? That are was you... Coeur d'Alene Lake, yeah. That uh, on, a, on a surfboard American flag thing, whatever the hell that was. What was he even riding? It was like a hovercraft. That something. was on... That Lake was in Coeur d'Alene. Yeah. That was, yeah. oh my God. But you didn't see this personally. No, but like, what the fuck is he doing out here? I don't know. Where everybody's like, ooh, let's, let's get pitchfork mobs. And then Mark Zuckerberg's here and everybody's like, ooh, okay. Meet me in South Dakota. It's the only way. Run that piece of shit out of town. Well, I, uh, I hope that everyone had a great holiday. And thanks for patience with our uh, time off last week. We're back at it as usual. You guys know the rules, uh, but if you're new to the show and you uh, need to learn how to participate, check the description in the uh, YouTube. Uh, check the YouTube description. That'll get you clued in on how you can do that. Uh, we will take calls as usual in half hour segments. We'll stop every half hour to check in on Super Chat on YouTube tippy stream d live and trovo and of course we will uh, get your email questions at the end of the show if you'd like to participate but you can't do it live or you're having trouble uh getting in live you can send us an email we'll respond to that each and every week uh, the one and only way to do that is of course through the contact page of my website mattchristiansenmedia.com slash contact there's a call-in show question form and uh make sure they're in the form of a question to please blonde to get your question through this operates like jeopardy you know uh <laughs> We'll, we'll catch up with those at the end of the show. And uh, other than that, I think we're set to go. Anything else before we hop into the calls? Nope. All right. Mighty Sebastian is up first. Sebastian, you there? Hello. Hi. What's on your mind? Well, it's been a while. I don't know if you remember me. Um, this is maybe my second time calling. I called about a year ago now. Um, I was one of the few gay callers. 
Um, and I called about, I had a story about um, an argument I had in, in a library while I was in school. Um, sounds somewhat familiar. Can you refresh me a little bit more? Yeah, I mean, it was basically an immigration argument because um, hmm. the person I was arguing with was also Peruvian and my mother's Peruvian. So I guess she thought that because that was the case, I was supposed to like give a shit about illegal immigrants or something. <laughs> All right. Okay, so so uh, do you have an update for us or you have something completely new? Yes, I mean, it's not related to that. It's related more to my oh, sure. college experience. Um, so I'm a double major in poli-sci and real estate. Um, and I was taking my last political science class and it was an intro to like law, like a law class, law and society. Mm-hmm. The professor had a police officer speak um, about, you know, uh, the, the implications of various things that they have to do. If they like, for example if they're like patrolling the neighborhood and they hear someone like scream and they go and help them and they see that they're doing like drugs, they have like a bunch of drug paraphernalia, stuff like that basically. Um, and so he was giving a talk and it went as well as you would expect. So not very. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, so some uh, uh, white Hispanic, and I use that because she's the type of person who uses her Hispanic identity when it suits her, mm. um, but is clearly white and no one will ever consider her like you, you look at her and you're not going to discriminate against her, basically. Um, she goes on a whole rant about how the police officer in the city, they don't do enough, um, blah, 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 they're racist, blah, 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 you're a terrible person. And so I put in, like, because this was over Zoom, I put in the Zoom chat, is there going to be a question or is this just going to be a platform for a self-righteous student to talk about herself, basically? Um, that didn't cause any drama with the professor or anything. That was completely ignored. Some Some other white girl... I was like, oh, that's so uncalled for. You shouldn't be saying that. Um, okay. I was well, like, uh, I'm a homosexual minority, so <laughs> we'll right. get there. We'll get there. Yeah, you got to play those so, cards. Um, yeah. There was a like a group chat, like an out, outside of this class, but with people in the class, and some um, other homosexual um, decided that he wanted to start a, uh, a fight with me, I guess. And so he's like, mm, Sebastian needs to watch himself. He needs to stop to see what he's saying. And so being the... Uh, Did he type with a lisp like yeah. that? Or is yeah. <laughs> are you just assu- <laughs> or are you assuming? I'm assuming. I mean, I looked at him. He wasn't very attractive. So I'm assuming. Um, gotcha. Fashion twinks, that's not attractive. It's really unfortunate. Um, so I, I, I put in the chat, bite me. Ooh. And so I got into this whole argument and I was like... I was like, yeah, you people are just virtue signaling and you think you're better than your than this police officer and you're arguing semantics like this is not a gun is this whole thing. And um, the girl eventually like because these people are not mentally well, um, couldn't handle the minor disagreement, the minor disagreement that I had. And the, obviously the police officer had um, and the professor because the professor eventually told her to shut the fuck up, basically politely, but told her to shut the fuck up. Um, <laughs> okay. I like arguing with her because I was like, because, okay, the reason I brought up the, my previous call was because back then I thought that I could, like, convince people, like, change their mind. Mm. Now I just, because I know it annoys them and it's funny. Like, it makes me laugh. So um, I was just, like, belittling her. I was, like, I asked if she was dumb, like, because she was saying dumb shit. And, and then I put, I posted a picture of, um, I don't know if you guys have ever seen Spongebob, but there's, like, this iconic a uh, meme of Mr. Krabs like doing the world's smallest violin, like that yeah. motion. Yeah. So they yeah. Get that. Um, and I got banned from the group chat. <laughs> well, you got oh, banned man. from the group chat of this is like the professor's 
group no, chat? No, no, no. This is oh. not the perfect. So this is students, like mm. students on one. Um, and so I was expecting that, like, honestly. But it was just, for me, it was just because it was sort of entertaining. Um, because these people are just not, like, they can't handle any form of disagreement, which is why they constantly have to, like, dominate the narrative. Yeah. But, so like, so you've gone, you've gone from respectful... Uh, respectful engagement conversationally or even debate wise mm-hmm. to just mockery by default. Is that fair to say? Correct. Okay. Correct. And has it Usually been their appearance? Um, how dumb <laughs> are. Um, and then I hide behind my, um, my identity because I think it's funny. Well, those um, are their rules, not necessarily yours. Correct. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. So I, uh, I I play by the rules when it suits me. I guess. Do you think that it's effective, or is it like obviously it's funny? It seems like, but do you do you think? That oh, it's, it's not effective. These people need to like the, the the solution to them is it's the final solution. That's the solution to them. Mm. Like we need to get them. That's unfortunately you hear that, Susan. The final solution <laughs> to this question. No, but I mean in all seriousness, like there something bad, really bad is going to happen to them regarding like crime. Like they're going to get like raped in the street or something by like an ethnic minority like that's the only thing i see they'll still ask what did i do to deserve this yeah 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 you know what i mean like so oh and that i forgot i was leaving this part out um when she was going on this rant so she was saying well the police where i'm from in florida um they don't they don't speak spanish and they're really anti-immigrant to my family and i was like bitch we this is a northern northern north florida town there are only white and black people here what the fuck are you on about and they brought in, I forgot, they also brought in, like, there was um, some tranny that got shot. And they were like, oh, the police officers here are trans, she was saying this, the police officers here are transphobic, which doesn't even make any fucking sense, because it's not like the police officers were like, take your pants down, let's see if you have a dick. Yeah. You know, like, it's just so, and they, he said that, basically, he's like, well, we didn't know the, the gender of this individual, but they were shooting at the police officers. Yeah, so. that would probably explain it. Yeah. But, um, yeah, they're not mentally well. Um, I just mock them because it's funny and it makes me feel better. I know that's also probably not very good. I know I need to probably stop doing that a little bit, but <laughs> it sounds I, I like know. you're having a it sounds like you're having a good time, and that's more than than many can say on America's college campuses these days. Yeah, so yeah. I think I'm, I th- I'm very fortunate that I don't go to a cringe school in in, in comparison to most. yeah, though I have a feeling that that's not going to last long because they just changed the president. so and he's like a former Harvard um administrator so i doubt it'll last long but i'm graduating in a year so like i really don't care anymore i i'm just over it yeah well and when you're that far in it's like you you might as well get your degree and get the hell out yeah. of there you know 100 yeah. and i'm i'm they're paying for it like i don't really have to worry like i'm very fortunate that i'm like on full scholarship so for me mm-hmm. it's just like okay, i get this you know this a plus on my resume so that i can get a real job <laughs> yeah yeah all right well thank just, you for the update and the thoughts man appreciate it oh of course i wanted to congratulate both of you since i think I think the last time Matt, your wife was definitely you were first of all not married yeah. and you didn't have a child on the way. So congratulations there. Oh, well, I thank think you. Just had your you might have been heavily pregnant or just had your baby. I don't remember. Thank you. But to the both of you. Well, Godspeed and uh, yeah, keep good having luck fun. To you. Yeah, it's it's definitely an experience. <laughs> thank you, man. Have a good night. Have a great night. Okay. Let's see. One moment. Um, Which rooms are used for? Would help if I was good at operating my own Discord server and not accidentally jumping into the wrong rooms and putting people live like that. Good thing they're not oh, talking okay. about other final solutions. When yeah, I yeah, really. That. Ooh. Uh, Forking around is up next. Forking around, you there? 
Yeah, I'm here. What's on your mind? Um, well, I just uh, just wanted to say thank you to you guys. I've well, been uh, you. listening since 2016. Uh, and for some reason, you're still here, and we appreciate that. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, man. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, you guys have both been great. I've been uh, blonde. I, I think my favorite video of yours is the uh, uh, Mother Review. Ha! Thank you. I hated that movie so fucking yeah. much. It's yeah, it was it was a great uh, great review. I yeah. Thank That's, you. Um, and I, I also uh, wanted to say thank you. I, I uh, recently I had my my first kid. Oh, congratulations! Um, nice. Yeah, and you really got me thinking about um, just uh, the circumcision thing. I, I, uh, yeah, I, I wasn't something I cared really about. And then just hearing your points and you, whoever that weird, uh, uh, penis name dude is. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Yeah. I forgot we had a, a very impassioned caller. Who? For, there was a particular caller who was really uh, passionate about the issue for a little while there. I can't um, remember. Yeah. I can't, I can't remember his, uh, his username, but. Now that Blonde has a confirmed convert, you know that you've only encouraged the half-hour circumcision segments. I'll always talk about foreskins. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, I don't know if I have a lot to say about it, but um, yeah, I, th- I think the biggest part was, like, I was, I was really, uh, really nervous about it, but when I broke it down, I was really just nervous about how my family would react. Hmm. Like they would be upset or disappointed at your decision not to. Yeah. Like, okay. uh, I mean, it's my, I have, uh, three, three sisters, two of them have had kids. They've that uh, one of them was like really passionate about circumcision for some reason. Why? I, I, I don't know. I, I have no idea why she, um, but yeah, she, uh, she just, was like a, some doctor recommended not to have the circumcision or a, a nurse or something to her uh, when she had the baby. And she just went, no, I'm not. I'm totally going <laughs> to. I'm going to do that. I'm proud. So what was the reaction to your decision? Um, I haven't had a reaction exactly like my like same with my parents. I was scared about that. Um, but really, it was just this is the case and they just dealt with it. Um, whenever they watch him and stuff, it's, um, they don't, nobody really makes any comments. So hmm. it's been decently positive. Well, uh, good. that's good. Yeah. That's good to hear as long as there's not any kind of conflict or anything like that. But yeah, really, I just wanted to say thank you for changing my mind. And it was, uh, it another was really foreskin saved. This is why Paul <laughs> yeah. calls me the foreskin defender. because you do arrange a meeting with uh, that's between blonde and this little boy someday so that he can uh (laughs) he can thank her for all the all the uh, blessings she has bestowed upon him yep um real quick glad to hear it thank you before we let you go uh what was the most surprising thing about fatherhood or what what was something that took you for surprise for which i should be prepared um i was uh 
I was really worried it was going to overwhelm my uh, my personal time schedule. Mm-hmm. So like, so uh, you know, like either video games or uh, uh, any anything of that, like movies, video games, anything that I enjoyed. Mm-hmm. I I thought I would really really hate that, but I don't know. Like I I just. I hold that kid when whenever I take him uh, from my wife and hold him for a little bit. It's not a chore. It's just uh, I just feel excited and uh, just so happy with them. Good. Glad to hear it. Can't wait. Yeah. Yeah. And congratulations to you, Matt. Well, thanks. Hearing about that for a long time. (laughs) Final stretch, man. We're uh, we got uh, about three months to go now. So. Yeah. Um, actually yeah, under that a, more like two and awesome. a half. So we're right there. All right. Thank you, man. I appreciate it. And uh, thank you for the kind words. Yeah. yeah. You guys have a good one. Do as well. Bye-bye. Okay. Switch to Linux up next. Mr. Linux, you there? Hey, how's it going? We are well. What's on your mind? Oh, you know, I had two different options. Um, now, of course, last time I called in you guys, um, I, I gave you the uh, Zoom bombing, the Chauvin Zoom bombing at Penn State. Um, so That's, wasn't that the uh, Cat, Boy, Cat Boy? That's right. Yeah, that was yeah, that was hilarious. Yeah, yeah thank you. Yeah, for that. so I'm not sure if I have anything quite that hilarious today, but yeah. our town is continuing to descend into madness as uh, every other flag post has the LGBT flag. Um, you're but, talking uh, like, st- uh, are, are we, are we talking like state facilities or just like uh, we're talking homes and downtown. businesses or just everything? No, we're talking the city property downtown. Oh, good. What city is and, this? Um, uh, Central Pennsylvania or somewhere in there? This is, yeah, we're at state college, Pennsylvania. Which oh, that's is, right. You know, okay, Penn yeah. state, Penn right. state main campus. Of course. Yeah, yeah. I think you guys, did you guys, I think also talk about the two Penn state university professors, um, I, I did find out I'm actually so. a racist, apparently, because <laughs> I was cleaning my car out the other day, and I pulled out this rope that's in my trunk, and there was like a noose at the bottom of it. I don't know that's if right. I haven't seen that here. We did talk about them. They were the ones who <laughs> thought they saw a noose in their backyard, and it turned out it was yeah. some kid's swing set piece, yeah. and they yeah. made a whole deal this out of it. This was maybe a month ago. All the hoax so hates run together, oh, right I now. understand, but so, yeah, I remember that one. What I want to alert you guys of today is we have a new mayoral candidate down here who's um, apparently using his um, third grade transgender child as the justification for moving into the mayor's seat. And uh, on Wait, Twitter, moving into moving into what? The, make the sure mayor. She's, he's running for mayor, and because um, of his transgender child. No, he's. He's running for mayor on a platform of pro-trans. Yeah. Ever since this happened, and I went back through a year and a half of his Twitter feed, no mention of this alleged transgender child. Oh, my God. All of a sudden, the day he announces his mayoral, it's, I as the father of a transgender. Mm. Now, I have a friend who is fairly high up in the school district who confirms this story that this guy called the local elementary school and said... My child is a girl, and she will use the girls' restrooms and the girls' locker rooms. And meanwhile, she is not a girl. In fact, she does indeed, you know, not so have this, that gender. This is the first I'm hearing of this story, and obviously what I say should be taken with a grain of salt. But are we talking about a world in which politicians 
not just put their children, not just parade their children for political gain, but change their gender or do all sorts of bizarre experimentation on their kids for the virtue points to get yeah, elected. That's essentially what you're saying. Yeah. So I don't know if this child was transgender before this or if the child this was transgender third at grade. all. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, it's I third. I can confirm it's a third grader. Yeah. And I can confirm there's nothing that this guy has ever said about this until the day he announced his mayoral run. That is um, very, very suspicious. Yeah. And you can look him up on Twitter. His name is Ezra Nains, parenthesis, he, him. <laughs> and his wait name, how do i spell the last name i want to look um n-a-n-e-s so it's ezra n-a-n-e-s and you can see his logo is the e is the pride color flag and the n is the blm colors oh god <sighs> family did, man did you find him oh uh, yeah yeah and you uh, can see his pinned tweet as okay, the, the pin father tweet. of a yeah, here transgender child, I can tell you this is the only way to go. Do whatever work is needed to understand your feelings and unconscious beliefs so you can give unconditional love, support, and acceptance even more to celebrate their truth and brilliance. This is such a betrayal of the duty of a father to say that everything that your child says should be affirmed and upheld and really it's you're just there to support whatever nonsense comes out of your third grader's mouth. Now I, I get it. A father Correct. should be there for his kids, but good ah! Lord to, to uh, affirm uh, everything that your third grader says is to abdicate your primary job as a father, which is guidance, yeah. leadership, all I'm, of that. Sorry, I Blonde, used you to seem... run around. I used to run around thinking I'm a robot, you know, as a little kid. Right. <laughs> uh, Blonde, you were looking very, very stressed. Did you have something to say? Ezra. Oh, we're going there. <laughs> Yeah, and, and like I said, I scrubbed through this guy's Twitter profile. Spent it uh, looking back to this, back to a year. No reference of this child until the day he comes out as running for mayor. So you oh can see God. in his header image, um, I, I what I uh, he has an older daughter, obviously, and who I presume is this transgender child on the left side. And that you're telling me that's one, a biological I, wait, boy. which one's the boy? The, it, according to the information I have, it would be the one being cradled by the mother there. Is a biological that. boy now being presented as a, a trans female? That's my understanding, but I also, there's no pictures of this child prior to his run for mayor. So I don't really know exactly what's going on. I mean, that, that kid looks just, approximately third grade, maybe a little older, to be honest, but it's hard, it's hard to tell. Yeah. Mm. Older daughter's ugly, too. <laughs> yeah, fuck that bitch. <laughs> um, okay, this is. Do we know his prospects for uh, success for for winning? Oh, in this town, it's it's pretty much probably going to be the next mayor. But I mean, I could be surprised. Um, but our town is so insanely crazy woke that. Hmm. Um, so a friend of mine knows some people in, in higher up in the state and. Um, he was telling them about some of the things going on. He's he's kind of leading the the like COVID response and stuff out here, and he's saying, "What you guys still do what down there? That's insane." Um, they're trying to pretty much make sure all of our kids are masked for life and you know yeah. vaccinated and all that kind of stuff. Okay, well, um, thank you for bringing this to my attention. Obviously, to to accuse someone of transitioning a child for political gain is such an inflammatory accusation. I, I will 
clearly warranted in this case. I will hesitate yeah. to state that definitively until I learn a little bit more about this. But um, to your point, it has all the uh, there's plenty of smoke here that uh, is probably indicative of some fire behind the scenes. Yeah, yeah. So it'd be it'd be interesting to see what else is going on here. But yeah, you're right. I mean, I I can't say that this person, this child, is that because of this. But it's just the timing is very suspicious. And no. uh, I heard about this from some of the people that I know locally. So hmm. well, if there are updates, and if if this person becomes the mayor of your city, uh, do let me know. I'll be interested in kind of following this I, if we can learn more about it. Yeah, I'll I'll, I'll let you know if you hear anything. But uh, I'm getting the hell out of Dodge soon. So uh, <laughs> that's probably I'm be here for long. That's smart. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you for the story, man. That's an interesting one. Absolutely. Thanks. Thanks, Have a good night. We'll see you later. Okay. Initial D. Initial D. You get. uh, You ready? Yes. Hello, Matt and Blonde. How y'all doing tonight? Hi. We're well. What's on your mind? All right. So I guess uh, Blonde, you are Catholic. Yes. Yes. Took me a while to answer that. Okay. Um, so, what what are your opinions on Israel? I may oh have God! Some, but... Don't make me do this. Don't make me talk about this. Just any other question right now after that last caller, I will answer. Not that. <laughs> okay. Fair enough. Sorry, I, I couldn't hear the last caller because I was, you know, I was in the uh, over chat. Actually, I wanted a quick shout out to the to the uh, the guy who like controls the Discord calls and stuff. He's doing an awesome job. But anyway, so I guess. Bearing? <laughs> Dangerous no, uh, yeah, 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 dangerous spaces. No, he's awesome. Um, he is I'm, awesome. I'm glad he does it. He's cool. But um, yeah, he's been a huge help. So, so a different topic, I guess. So I, I'm sure it's been discussed before on the Discord. No, but, okay. um, no, no, no. Okay, well, we can talk about it. It's it's fine. I can navigate this. I'm well, a no, strong yeah. whammon. I can I, do I, it. I guess. <laughs> let me just let me just ask a question instead, instead of making you you know say dangerous things. Um, I know you're not like overly supportive of. Israel. I'm not sure I can even say that, but um, yeah. So God says in the Bible multiple times that there are chosen people and to support them. So don't you kind of have to support Israel as no. a Christian? No, no. Okay. Catholics, uh, they are differentiated from Protestants on the Israel issue. I mean, they can say people can say all they want that the Romans killed Jesus, but it was the Jews. The Jews killed killed Jesus. So Catholics, especially pre-Vatican II Catholics, they know what's up with this. Uh, There's like no Israel support in pre-Vatican II Catholicism. As Protestant ethos kind of um, drifts into modern Catholicism, there is some of this Israel butthole licking, but it's not traditional in Catholicism. Okay, that was pretty good. I, th- I don't think we're going to get banned based on what I just said. Okay, but isn't it like in the Bible, like words in the Bible saying, you know, you must support Israel or, or, or you rather you must support God's chosen people and those who don't are cursed and stuff like that. Like, isn't, isn't that in the Bible? Uh, if they really were God's chosen people, why wouldn't the mentality be that Christians had to convert to Judaism? Why would Christianity exist at all? There would be mandatory yeah. conversion for entrance into heaven. Okay, I mean, I yeah, I'm not a Catholic, so that's why that's why I wanted to ask. You know, so I, I wanted to get your, you know, your your take on it. Um, I mean, I, I guess I don't have the answer to that because I I'm not God, but I just I feel like those are the words in the Bible. So if I'm forced to follow them, then I feel like I have to support them. But yeah, I, it's, it's just immoral too. I mean, doesn't that count for something? It's immoral to what? 
well, just foreign aid in general, but uh, supporting any entity that's aiding unnecessary wars is immoral. I mean, there, I'm sure there's biblical phrases about that and nonviolent phrases. So, uh, you know, we can use our own sense of morality to apply it to Christianity. Okay. Well, uh, I was just curious. Um, I'm not like super into that. So I was well, curious to hear y'all's thoughts on it. I'm curious about Here's that point. Thoughts. Use your own sense of morality to apply to Christianity. Is Christianity not the source of your morality? Uh, no, I think that we have a, a natural sense of morality. That's, Definitely. That's before Christianity itself? Well, yeah, I think that morality hmm. is is innate to the human, Christian or, or not Christian. That a sense of morality, not necessarily the Christian sense of morality. We talk about um, the natural rights and things that are innate to humans all the time. I mean, don't you think that we're born and we're given this ability to be like, I don't want to kill this person, not just because it keeps peace in society, because it, but because it's immoral. I think that there is a sense of morality that's not solely ordained by religion. Yeah, I guess I've, I just haven't heard it that way that I'm going to map a pre-existing sense of morality onto Christianity rather than have Christianity be the guide for the morality. Yeah, I think that, uh, I mean, don't we do both? And there are a lot of contradictory things in the Bible. So in some ways, we have to use our ability to reason and apply that to our own Christianity. We have to do that. All right. Uh, okay, that's any, a lot to think about. So, well, yeah, any, I mean, I guess um, I think the world would be a better place if the entire Middle East defensively blew itself up. So I was just curious, <laughs> like, how, how can I defend that statement while being a while being Christian? You know, so I was just curious to hear your thoughts on it, Blonde. So uh, thanks, guys. I appreciate it. Yeah, thank you, man. Thanks. Uh, Haydar. Haydar, you ready to go? I hear nothing. Yeah, I don't either. Let's, um, I actually just noticed we're due for a break too. So let's let Haydar. Oh, oh, there we go. Okay. Haydar, you there? Sorry. Yeah, I'm here. here. What's on your mind? Um, Well, I just wanted to say first off, happy belated fourth. I I didn't get a chance to watch your weekend stream. I don't know if you had a good fourth of July, but happy fourth of July. It it was awesome. Part of the reason, well, it's weird to miss a Sunday, but yeah, we didn't, we didn't do a Sunday show at all because of the fourth itself. So, um, well, it, yeah, but I had an awesome time, and I hope you did as well. Yeah, no, it was it was good. I have a new puppy though, so fireworks were setting her off. Oh mm. yeah, we had to drug our um, dogs. It was. <laughs> did Bash yeah. do okay? Actually, because we're having work done uh, at our house, which is nearing completion, my yeah. dog has been in my parents' custody for yes. like three weeks. And to, no, not yes. We miss our dog. He's coming back tomorrow. No, but 4th of July. That's great. That's a great time to have somebody else watching your dog. I suppose. And they, my parents live in um, a spread out, like they live in a, in a rural enough place that even that people lighting fireworks are far enough away that they're not going to, yeah. they're not going to bother right. that dog. But yeah, tomorrow's the big day to get my dog back. Finally, I'm freaking excited. It's been far too long. Uh, so before I forget, there was a caller, I think a couple of weeks ago, it was your very first caller on the show. I don't know if you remember him. He was a gentleman who uh, had a misdemeanor conviction for patterning at his work. Yes. Um, Wait, oh, was yeah. that what he had the misdemeanor for? Yeah, he, he was so, caught carrying at work. Okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I hope he's listening. I'm just tossing it out there. California loves exonerating criminal convictions. Um, so if he completed his probation, and I don't know anything about his case... You yeah. might want to talk to an attorney about getting that 
uh, struck from his record because there's a specific code provision uh, provision for misdemeanors where you can get that. Even for gun crimes, though, or do they care? Yeah, no, we hate we hate guns in California, but um, even for gun crimes, any misdemeanor. So gun crimes in air quotes. His his crime was simply having it on him. I I have I have no idea about it. I'm just tossing it out there, hoping he's listening, letting him know that there's some potential out there. Um, yeah, yeah. And, and well, if um, I I I know the user. I, th- I mean, he's told his story on the stream. It's Mustache Asian. If you would like to uh, contact him on the server, perhaps he might be interested sure, in yeah, that okay. uh, tidbit. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I don't again don't know anything about his case, but right. I know that there's some relief. Uh, I actually wanted to call to. Th- Thank you, because a couple of weeks ago you brought up Prop 47 in the state of California. That is the uh, state in which I practice. We're like, uh. which remind me, <laughs> remind me what it what Prop 47 is. Then I'll. Oh, it's the, it's the one that reduced uh, a variety of crimes to misdemeanors. That's right. Oh yeah, when I was talking crimes. about San Francisco yeah. stuff. Yeah. Yeah, the San Francisco stuff's the like prime example of what happens when you pass legislation like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but what I wanted to to at least bring to your attention is that's not that's not how the left in California has really er- eroded our criminal justice system. Hmm. And it's done it in such like a, a toxic and, and subversive way. I figured I'd toss it out there and, and maybe your listeners can be more aware of how it happens because what really happened in the state of California is we could remove prop 47 tomorrow and it wouldn't change a single thing in criminal justice because prison sentences are, the product of legislation, which if, which people back end things like time credits into prison sentences, so that a person who gets an eight year prison sentence can be out in a year or two in California. Mm. So whether it's a felony or misdemeanor doesn't really matter because we they slide things into the code left and right to sort of reduce the the sanction and provide all these probations and uh, mandatory supervised release in the public so that we call it Starbucks uh, prison sentence. So the person standing in line next to you start in Starbucks may be serving a prison sentence in California. <laughs> and this, oh, is, this is true for felonies, too, you're saying. Oh, yeah, no, no, it's exclusively for felonies. Okay. Uh, misdemeanors, you often spend... Yeah, I guess you generally don't serve custody. prison time for misdemeanors, yeah. Yes, that's right. So for, for felonies, we, uh, we changed the law back in 2012 so that you didn't even have to... Did you lose Uh-oh, him? Oh, I lost him, yeah. Damn. You still there? Uh, yeah, I'm still here. I'm sorry. Oh, we lost you for five seconds or so. so yeah, sorry about that. Um, yeah, in California, they change it so that you don't actually serve prison time for a variety of offenses. You serve them in local custody. And the local custody has the authority to release you on, on supervised release while serving mm. your sentence. Mm. So, yeah, no, and this is my example of, this is all stuff that, unless you're sort of in the system, you don't even realize it's occurring. Yeah. But, but as a prosecutor, it's hard to tell a victim, Hey man, I got you a, I got an eight year prison sentence for the person who burglarized your house. But like, you'll see him in your neighborhood tomorrow. Yeah. He's supervised, I, I but I, let me guess that these supervisors probably have a lot of people to supervise. And the supervision is probably not that uh, restrictive. Yeah. That's on the, that's hit that nail on the head. Uh. Um, the number of times people just are wandering around the community out of contact is the, is the polite term. Ah. For <laughs> they don't make them wear like an ankle monitor or something like that. Uh, generally not. 
What? Um, oh my god. They it can some well ankle monitors are expensive, man. And if you're a poor county, I mean, when they, we think of they California, print people, money out of thin air in California. That, that that's expensive has never stopped California. You you think that you're thinking of San Francisco and, Maybe. and Los Angeles, but yeah. the problem is a lot of California is like rural farm country. Yeah. Like when yeah. you think like Tulare County or like the Central Valley counties, they're very poor. Yeah. So anyway, I I just want to bring it to people's attention because yeah. Prop 47 is this gross thing that people see where it's like, oh, they've reduced every all these crimes. It's like, but that's not how they got you. We could turn them into felonies and people would still be getting out yeah, tomorrow. It's, 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 uh, it's a uh, bloom and onion of ridiculous legal philosophy in California, it sounds like. Yeah, and hey, as goes California, sometimes so goes the nation. Like, it creeps into other places. God, and I, I hope not. Liberalism. Yeah, I yeah, know. Yeah, well, every California plate I see around here, I, I, I grimace and I scoff and I wonder who I'm dealing hey, with. Generally, you're getting the people who are leaving our state because they're looking for honest work. Since I'd like to believe to that, there, but then but... they come here and think, sure, it didn't vote. It didn't work there, but I'll vote let's the same way here and let's try another crack. Anyway. Yeah. All right. Anyway, thank you for the uh, insight, man. I appreciate it. Yeah. Happy fourth. Oh, I'm glad you had a good fourth. Well, thanks. You, as you well. too. Have a good night. Okay. We are overdue for a break. Let's, let's uh, catch up with just a few really quick and we'll get back to the calls over on Trovo. Darth Jones, um, gifting subs. Appreciate it. Super shoe, uh, supporting the show. J 200, uh, Bronx one, 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 one as well. Thank you guys. Uh, I don't know where, um, D live left off, but so this might be left over from Thursday, but ETC, um, C2K giggling spy, Darth Jones. Appreciate you guys. Uh, Deus Ex Machinima. Uh, Machina Prime. Thank you guys for supporting the show. You got uh, YouTube ready to go? Yeah, Holden Mulray. Hi, Truth Seekers. Inflation really bites, but these stimuli are great. Completely unrelated. I tried cutting off six inches of my blanket and sewing it to the top to make it longer, and it didn't work. (laughs) 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 That sounds like uh, the central problem of redistributionism, you know? Yeah. Incompetent hands. I will pay an exorbitant amount for someone to make a meme with Matt as the girlfriend while the NFL logo checks out the rainbow flag. Say it loud, say it proud. Blonde is right about everything. That's a lot of pressure. <laughs> Eventually. Um, I, I don't know. I don't know about everything, but it's like we were talking about on Thursday. I'm not going to I'm not going to stand by a completely dead point. I will recognize when the point has to be conceded. And, and he that did. I love all the case. super chats are like, admit it, Matt. And you were <laughs> like, I, I did like a million. I, yeah, I laid down immediately because there's nothing I can do. And even, um, you know, I still follow football stuff here and there. And and I'm uh, not that I have to be annoyed with the Vikings anymore. They're, they're soon to become the Minnesota George Floyds. I'm convinced uh, the Minnesota yeah, Vikings seriously. will become the Minnesota George Floyds. The horn on the helmet, as my dad said, will become a syringe. And that is the future. No, it'll of the become team. giant lips. <laughs> Are both on each side or just one per side? <laughs> I don't know if there's enough room for both on, on one side. You said it. Oh, no, oh I'm sorry. Oh, what was oh but it, it's it's a week into july now the vikings as far as i'm aware on their social media still have the rainbow graphic and the replies on all their posts are like you know it's july now it's okay it's okay you can go back to normal uh <sighs> your normal graphics anyway um really quick over on tippy stream steven suarez says <laughs> he can say this by the way steven can the only good leftist faggot is one that looks good, bends over, doesn't talk much, and forgets to vote. Uh, Steven is fully permitted 
to say that. Uh, and it's Steven, oh, Steven. Steven's words, not mine. Thank you, Steven. Should we circle back? Uh, yeah. Do you, uh, maybe we maybe we have time for one or two if you got them. Mostly peaceful gun owner. Matt and I once made love, or rather we would have if that lady who came into the spot didn't throw such a total fit. Total mood killer. Which one is that? Is that the is that a reference to what's going on in L.A.? Uh, you had sent me uh, the the Daily Mail article about that spa in L.A. The tranny stuff. Yeah, where they had like a you know some yeah, six year old yeah. girl exposed to a dick, and then people are protesting it, and Antifa beats the shit out of them. The the next yeah. civil war is going to be about whether six year old girls should be exposed to dicks. I know, I know. Female dicks, by the way. Those female dicks. Yeah. What is this world? Ramiam uh, just gave us a little emoticon of a flying dodo bird, I think. Mm. Thank you. Incompetent hands. What is the definition of woman? Women. Where did the Wuhan virus come from? Who is the president? Society that can't answer these questions, whether out of fear or ignorance, can't and shouldn't be saved. Hear, hear. There was just some polling that was published this week. A majority of, uh, I think it's just a majority of respondents. So a majority of general people in the country believe that someone else besides Joe Biden is running the country, which uh, if you look at the man for five seconds should be an obvious conclusion, but partisanship blinds that a lot of the time. But yeah, I mean, if that's a normie opinion that someone else is running the country, that is a, uh, that's an ominous sign. Yeah. We'll, we'll circle back. All right. Thank you guys. Um, I'll have to just circle back with you. We will uh, return to the chats at the top of the hour. Next up is Michigan expat. Mr. Expat, you there? We'll give him a minute. Good evening, Matt. Oh, there we go. What's on your mind, sir? Good Good evening, Blonde. Hi. You two doing all right? Yes, sir. Yeah. Let's see. Kind of just wanted to shoot the breeze. You know, if you don't mind talking about your academic background, you know, I mean, me, I mean, you know, I have a BBA in marketing and that's about it. But I'm guessing you two, I'm guessing you had like have like a background in like poli sci and then maybe like uh, broadcast or uh, journalism or whatever. Who, Matt? Um, close. Uh, I, I have a BA in political science, uh, Lewis and Clark College in Portland, Oregon. And um, I probably can't say that because I think my alma mater wants nothing to do with me. They <laughs> published, I told, I've told this story, but I'm a little bit bitter because they have their monthly magazine or maybe it's quarterly, mm. but they did a whole feature piece in one of their latest issues on alumni podcasts. Seriously? I was, uh, I was snubbed. I was snubbed. Wow. And they, they included these ridiculous podcasts that nobody listens to, like queer people, queer of color perspectives on baseball. <laughs> nobody yeah. listens to that shit. Wow, that not that I have double boring. Not that I have the biggest show ever. I'm not trying to toot my horn, but I guarantee I have more I listeners. It's the biggest show that came out of Lewis and Clark. Probably, probably. Yeah. But I got snubbed. Anyway, that's a partial oh, yeah, answer to but... your question. But you were basically right. Yeah, at least for for me. So, so basically, you 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 were a straight up uh, poli sci major. Yeah, I was a, a political science major, and it's a it's a liberal arts school. So the curriculum was um was very broad. Uh, gotcha. So there, it was a it was a wide array of topics of of study, but uh, it, I I didn't do a lot of like lab science and stuff like that. I probably should have. That was not really my mm-hmm. forte, but uh, so I, I didn't get into the lab science much in my college years. Gotcha. And how about how about you, blonde? I went to Mizzou, University of Missouri, and I majored in, um, dual majored in economics and finance. 
Ooh, didn't expect that. Um, so we're both so both of you were both of you born and raised on the West Coast, and then you moved someplace else, or did you move out uh, there from someplace else, or how did that work? Mm, I grew up in St. Louis. I was born in California, but I grew up in St. Louis, Missouri, I, right? Yeah. Yeah, my family's from uh, from Minnesota. So my parents and my brother ah. and I lived in um, you know suburban Minneapolis, and then my parents got sick of that, and they spent what they had to build a cabin in Montana. And so my oh, teen years, move. yeah, foresight, uh, my teen years were spent in Montana. I went to high school here, junior high and high school here. And then, um, Wait, I actually you were went in on Minneapolis this, that late in your life. I didn't know that we moved out like 90, 98, something like that. So you were like 11. Yeah. Maybe 97, something like that. It was about 10. Um, and then, uh, I, I actually went on a snowboarding trip to Mount hood with a friend and thought that area of the country was really cool, uh, like Portland and, and and Oregon in general. So I just decided to go to school there. And Lewis and Clark in Southwest Portland was the place where it worked out um, financially and in terms of their offer. Mm. Okay, so both of you were mid- Midwesterners then. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And then I did a stint okay. in Bay Area of California for two years after school, and that was not for me. So I came back to Montana, oh, yeah. and I've been here since. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But uh, let's see, where, 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 where do I segue into this? Because I've, I've, I've said this already like twice in, in, in the chat or whatever, but uh, uh, let's see here. It, uh, controversial opinion, Susan. Uh, uh, where, where, uh, how do I say this again? Um, you know, it's just, it's just like, you know, if we're just going to let all these, you know, immigrants in here, illegal immigrants, whatever, from uh, Mexico, Latin America, you know, what, what, what's your stance on anne- just annexing Mexico? <laughs> Uh, who is annexing? Can we yeah. split and the, they the US, get the annexation? The, the, the U.S. An, the U.S. annexing Mexico. No, no, I want nothing <laughs> to do with that. And I'll tell you, like there, there are a million reasons why. But um, again, I will reference the most horrific video I've ever seen in my life, which is the cartel violence from south of the border. Does oh, that yeah. represent all of Mexico? Probably not. It's the most extreme of the extreme. But well, yeah, to, we, to we'd, know have, we'd have to nerf the cartels, man. We'd have to nerf the cartels. The, the absolute monstrousness that that I saw in that video to know that those people exist mm. and that you would have you, you risk encountering those people walking down the street or whatever. There's nothing you can do with them outside of take them out. Uh, that's all you can do with that sort of with that sort of gang, yeah. that sort of person. They have to be taken out. And I can't. Honestly, I can't imagine a fate more horrific than being captured by them. I'd rather be captured by ISIS based on what I've seen. Yeah. Yeah. At least you'll be beheaded instead of disemboweled. It, I, it would take me 10 minutes to describe the horrors that exist in that video, which means I'll get a handful of people emailing me again this week saying, hey, can you send me the link? Yes, I will. Just send um, them that bondage link. Then, you didn't watch uh, that, though. Wait, which, oh, that's the one that's worse? Is, is it's that the worst talking? thing I've ever seen in my entire life. Hmm. I think it's called yeah, the I'm Pain just... Olympics. Yeah. If anybody wants to watch it, uh, well, I yeah, guess to, just... to get back to your point, there's n- I, I don't yeah. see any net benefit of annexing Mexico. There's uh, what would we gain? Well, this country's yeah. already ruined, and there are some <laughs> things about Mexico that I like. Yeah, uh, I mentioned this because the beaches. I mentioned this because the uh, Catholicism. Oh, sure. Burritos. Yeah, I mentioned I mentioned this because a lot of people supposedly I read an article. A lot of people have been have been moving permanently from the U.S. to Mexico to escape COVID tyranny. 
So my, 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 honestly, my stance <laughs> really? on, on the uh, my, yeah, my stance on the issue is, you know what? If uh, the U.S. Is, decides it doesn't want to be the U.S. anymore, all those uh, freedom-loving Americans can always uh, move to Mexico, nerf the cartels, and uh, make Mexico our own. Uh, make our own land, I guess. You know, make, well, if make Mexico not. great for the person. It's so hot, though. Ugh. Yeah, it is. It is. If that was the philosophy, if it was more of a conquest as opposed to, well, I guess annexation in a way can be what you're saying is you want to um, you don't want Mexico as it is. You want to take over Mexico and uh, make it into what it could be, basically. More or less. Yeah. 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 If America decides it doesn't want to be America anymore, you know, it seems that that decision has been made. uh, Yeah, I, I would say. But man, that's a lot of work. You know, you talk about fighting like uh, all the all the um, all the rioters and stuff in in of the last year. Like that is oh, yeah. absolute. Uh, I don't that, that that that's childishness compared to the stuff that exists with these Mexican cartels, man. Yeah, for real. Uh, I, I, good to know. I I I can't imagine that if they were faced with an actual army or even a militia that's reasonably well-trained and armed that they would do very well. But once these people get a hold of you, like in that video, you watch people slice apart a human knee with Mm. surgical. Yes. They're like dismembering people slice apart a human knee. And the guy's like, ah, and it's like, it's so the ability to do it with the efficiency that they have it's obvious that they've they've sliced many knees in their day, you know, like I, I'm uh, betting they're not going to snipe you from a mile away. But if they get you captive, you're not just screwed. You're going to like hell will be a relief to you when you get there after they're uh, done yeah. with you. Huh? Well, now I'm going to have to Google some stuff. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I, 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 I hesitate to fight those people even for the margaritas and the beaches and all the uh, things that we might achieve on the other side. Maybe I should look this up on DuckDuckGo. Hmm. All right. Any final thoughts for me, man? Um, that's really, I just wanted to shoot the breeze. That's really all, all I have to say for right now. Thanks. Well, thank you. Have a good night. Appreciate it. You too. Oh God. What are you looking up? Oh God. This guy has like a, a thousand knives stuck in him. Just cartel violence generally. Oh, his eyes popped out. <laughs> uh, Casey Lee in your neck of the woods is up next. What's going on, Casey? Hey, kids. How are you guys doing today? <gasps> oh. Blonde's looking up cartel violence. So, Oh, I wasn't <laughs> listening because I, I was with Dangerous Spaces. So I, yeah. I missed the last few minutes. Uh, we were talking about uh, taking over Mexico to uh, build a new country there and enjoy, uh, you know, the beach life and all that. But uh, you'd have to take you'd have to oust the cartels to achieve it. You know, uh, I like the, I like the peppers and the avocados, but just build a wall and they can have it. <laughs> well, what's on your mind tonight? Um, well, you know, kind of like a, uh, I think you guys had spoken about it earlier tonight that, um, uh, uh, Zuckerberg was up here on Lake Coeur d'Alene and, um, down further South, um, Dorsey was down in, uh, the, the, the Sun Twitter Valley. Sun Valley. And, um, so over, um, over the past couple of, you know, I've been kicked off Facebook's multiple times and mm-hmm. like recently, I don't know, maybe about a month ago, I, they, they must be hemorrhaging user base. 
So they sent me an activation code to let me go back into that site. I'm like, you guys, why would you do that to somebody like me? So I you went in there they, and they reversed what? a ban. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. I, I, really? I don't know why the original ban. when I thought I would never see that place again or that I cared was they, they sent me an email saying that I had to ask six of my friends for an activation code that they would email and I would have to text them and get the code. I say, yeah, fuck that. I ain't doing that. Uh, but they must they somehow they, they try to get me back on. Just so I understand, they're tempting you with the the promise or the bait of getting you back on Facebook by making you do work, do the work of getting other friends to use Facebook. Is that what they're doing? What that was my last time with it? Correct. That was my last I've time. I've never I said, heard of that. I'm doing that. But wow. then they sent me an activation code like a month ago. And then over the past month, I've just um, ramping up spicier and spicier memes using uh-huh. it for a meme factory. Um, it's it's kind of sad because uh, the worst portion about it was not getting 24 and then a 30 day suspension and uh, getting kicked off again. It was just it's just sad seeing the the it's like a glass coffin looking at a past <laughs> life of some of the friends that I connections I used to have yeah. and people yeah. that have are, that are so mentally vaccinated and indoctrinated they don't see the subterfuge that has slowly corrupted their, their thought processes. And it's like, it's kind of like, you know, I don't know. I don't don't connect with any personal friends on Facebook anymore. It's been a news aggregator for me for years, but everyone, I I do use it still for news aggregation um, because I've just become accustomed to that. But I've basically unfollowed every single person I know in real life because they all have rainbow filters and syringes sticking out of their faces, advertising that they've been vaccinated. And I just don't, I just don't care. I I have no Mm -hmm. patience for, any of that so i couldn't tell you the last time i actually interacted with a friend on facebook other than the rare time that someone messages me to catch up after you know x amount of years or something like that i i don't talk to people i know in real life on facebook yeah what's the point it's it's a lame platform i can't believe anybody uses it anymore i've got off of it like a few years ago and i said every once in a while we just Go back in just for shits and giggles, but yeah. I mean, I'm on I'm on Minds. That's the only social media platform I have, and I have like you know, anytime something new comes out, I always you know, I mean, open an account and it might sit dormant for a couple of years, and I might play with it or, or whatever. But you know, yeah. the the that, one that, the one other function I've enjoyed on Facebook over the last year or so is I like it as a way to engage with uh, I don't know, local normies or lefties or whatever, just follow local news sources and like troll the comment section just to, I'm always on a quest to kind of uh, plant those seeds of doubt or skepticism or just a critical mind, especially in the local community where they're trying to pass all this progressive crap and the local paper has a significant leftist bias, at least in my opinion. It's fun to do that. It's fun to, kind of troll around with people I know live here or have some sort of connection to this area. I feel like maybe I, I, I hope that maybe I convince a person here or there, but mostly people just yell at me, you know, my, my hopefulness of the situation. I mean, I'm a, a little bit older. So I remember like, you know, like geo cities and friendster. And I, I knew when I lived in San Francisco, I know, Cra- and I knew Craig. Friendster. Mark- Holy shit. I never had that one. Yeah, Friendster and um, there the MySpace and then you know I remember Yahoo was a search engine when I was younger before Google was even a thing. So I mean these places you know as much as we think is their monolith and in un, un, untenable mo- uh, monopolies, 
you know, yeah. there's like, you know, the, the, there's lawsuits happening now, like Trump's pro- pushing some lawsuits, Project Veritas, and and people migrating like myself and just using other platforms, you know, these things take time, not overnight, but, you know, I just got to find some new places and, you know, kind of go to one of these, some of these new platforms and, um, you know, push uh, the powers and the communication that you need, you know? Well, they must be desperate, man. I've never heard of this, that sort of stuff that you're talking about where they're really trying to hook people back in. That's news to me. So maybe yeah. they are in a little bit of trouble. They really like me, probably. <laughs> Please come back. Do you know what I like, Casey? I like your what? vanity plates. I saw them earlier this week. You stalker. Did you? <laughs> what does he have? I can't say what his license plate number Are they, is. It's not. Well, I guess. I guess. Uh, can you, can no, you no, allude? When I went to the DMV, the, the DMV experience in Idaho compared to So California, great. Oh, my God. Amazing. You get in in Absolutely. five minutes and everybody is like the most pleasant grandma you've ever talked to. And they're extremely efficient. I love going to the DMV here. Yeah, it, I think it's a demographic issue. <laughs> get out of here casey okay Thank love you, you bye bye have a good night yeah the, the dmv in california is is an all-day event oh seattle too yeah. i remember being there and being like this is actually hell it's like that scene in <laughs> beetlejuice like i'm in dmv hell it's still pretty good here last i went i had to get my license renewed mid coronavirus april of last year and even then um it was still pretty good. And that was before we had the mask mandate. So mm. I didn't have to do any of that crap. Um, oh, I know this is totally no transition here, but um, my husband actually ran into Vigo Mortensen. What? And he recognized him. Well, yeah, he's a super famous actor, but he did he lives say in, like, uh, Hey Vigo, what's up? Did he talk to him? No, he's, he doesn't care. Huh. Yeah. He's never seen the Lord of the Rings. So anyway, so I watched, he was, his friend did and oh. he's like, do you know who that is? And my oh. husband was like, I don't, I don't care. Um, but so we watched Eastern promises last night and there's a whole scene of him fighting and killing people totally naked. Just donk flop it around. <laughs> yeah. You want to see some Vigo ween. What's the name of that movie again? Eastern promises. There you go. Yeah. All right. Let's take one call before the top of the hour. Orb I didn't is... even try to transition into that story. Just... <laughs> if you enjoyed Arnold in Terminator, let me tell you about Vigo. No, it's like it's like a three minute fight scene. You you see his chode. You see the whole the whole thing. <laughs> see it all. Uh, Orb, you there? Yes. Hello. I'm sorry, sorry that you had to enter on that odd conversation, but thank you for calling. What's on your mind? Yeah. Um... <laughs> I'm still still more nervous than I thought I would be. Uh, uh, oh, don't, it's okay. Yeah, um, we were you, just talking uh, about Vigo Mortensen's chodes. So. You can't make it yeah, any weirder than it just got. Don't worry. Yeah, I, I had the stream muted. I don't know what the discussion was That's about. Excellent. Oh, never mind. Don't worry yeah. about it. No, it's okay. Yeah, so I, I've been I've been following your content for um, I guess a couple of years, and hmm. I guess mostly the Sunday shows and call-in shows. Sure. A little bit l- less recently. Because I'm one of these uh, difficult people who like to criticize, criticize and disagree with everybody. And sure. I've been thinking many times, and yeah. uh, oh, you're so wrong about this and that, and I want yeah. to interject my opinions. Uh, but that that would be just rude. So, so blonde's wrong get... about circumcision, right? That's why you're calling. Oh yeah, uh, by the that's one of the topics. Yeah, correct. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, okay. All right. So, uh, what... but, uh, proceed. The reason. The reason I decided to call is actually that I encountered 
an argument that actually changed my mind about nationalism. Okay. Hmm. So I don't know if you, like, what is your idea and position about what, what is nationalism? Is it a good or a bad thing? I, I would need a definition or at least the definition that you're working with when you say you changed your mind. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, part of that question is, like, what is, how do you understand that word? What, what, what does it mean? But, okay, uh, I'll try to summarize the, uh, the mm -hmm. argument. It's that... Uh, well, nationality is supposed to be this kind of like binding factor for um, a collection of people to mm -hmm. enable like, mutual trusts and or, uh, like having a common goal or identity. So what we want, we want to find some kind of binding element that enables many people to... Well, yeah, it's like a trust, trust thing. Okay. Many people seem to think that nationalism is uh, like a natural choice for this binding element. But the argument is that nationality is actually a derivative, meaning that uh, there's like an originary framework that's more like a religion. So it's derivative yeah. of like a racial identity? And no, no, more like a... I would say something like a religion or proto-religion, like an idea mm. of like, hey, we should work together. Like you have multiple families living in the same geogra geographic area. And they decide, hey, it's better for us to work together rather than fight each other. It could be like a proto-religion. So, and, and, and when because, you say your mind changed, you went from opposed to in favor? Or how did your mind change? Yeah, I, I, I also used to think that, yeah, of course, nation, nationality and, and ethnicity is a natural thing that we should like hang out together and that that would be like the the reason we like have a like high trust society mm -hmm. because of nationalism yeah because the idea that if you are like similar to me you are close to me and like the family tree right right but that's only meaningful yeah. in a in a state in the country that has uh, avoided immigration from non-native countries so yeah, I, the concept I, of nationalism is pretty much worthless in this country. I guess there are multiple ways of. Are you Norwegian? Ways of understanding that. No, I'm I'm Finnish actually. Oh. So I'm one of the fortunate people who has not experienced. A oh yeah, so you high, it, high amount of immigration. You guys are pretty protected from the immigration issue, aren't you? Yeah, I mean, uh, well, it happens that I live in a low rent area. A lot of my neighbors are from ah, the Middle okay. East. Oh, that's a bummer. Um, but generally, nationalism means something different to you than, than it would for people in America. I mean, you guys can probably pull it back a little bit, and we're so fucked. There's nothing we can do. But uh, I was thinking about this in the, in the like more multiracial like American context. Yeah. Like, um, the original thing is something that is not related to your biology directly. It's just an idea that we should work together. And because there's a long period of time that these multiple families, people live together, they begun, begin to homogenize. They begin mm. to interbreed, begin to create their own uh, common language, common culture, and so on. So the ho homogenization comes as a result of the like a religion or something similar to a religion. Yeah, but people are innately tribalistic. So the homogenization doesn't, it hasn't really happened in this country, which is why things are, are completely in shambles. There's only like a small section of people that intermarry even now. 
Um, when you say tribal, uh, they're tribal. There still like, has to be an idea. What is the tribe, tribe centered around? Um, I think race mostly. I think that people are are still racialists in America and this in this supposed melting pot of a country where uh, where we we conform to an ideal. I think people are still innately. Sorry, I got to mute this. Uh, innately um, tribalistic and and supportive of their own race and people. Yeah, I'm imagining this in some kind of like an archaic like prehistorical context like how did how did ethnicities come to exist or yeah. how, how did even different races come to exist yeah i'm, I'm sure that that homogenization that you're talking about obviously happens i think it's probably such a maybe it's not it's a slow process so it's hard to witness probably by one individual person too you're talking like generations to for that sort of thing to happen i i think is is if I'm understanding you correctly. And if you have an immigration yeah, system that has people flooding in faster than that homogenization can happen, um, it really doesn't. And, and yeah, it's yeah of it, course, because it, it, those people already have a pre-existing a sense of uh, their own tribe or uh, yeah, yeah. ethnos. Yeah. And that, that will still like linger on. All right. Well, we, we, uh, we're up against the clock, but I appreciate the call. Okay. Thank you for yeah, but hey, uh, if, you. if you allow me to call in another time, uh, of course, come up with something. Sure. Yeah, or, or uh, you, can, you can always send yeah. us an email as well if there are more thoughts that uh, you want to express. Yeah, let's, let's appreciate yeah. it. Thank you, man. Yeah, have a good one. Okay, That's we are call. due for a break. Sure, uh, Dale Jones. What are your feelings on the proposed door-to-door vaccination information campaign? <laughs> uh, I know this is somewhat in jest. However, any kind of vaccination information campaign, if people are susceptible to government propaganda, then I, I don't care. Like, I don't want to stop people from getting vaccinated because I'm like, you're an idiot. You're clearly an idiot. So go nuts. Well, now that you say that, I'm going to get emails. How dare blonde say that? That's why. Seriously? I, with our audience? <laughs> that I happens to it. me. It, I always get a kick when like you say something that's, uh, that's bound to offend somebody. And then I get the email. I never get the email. I know. That's why I built it into the website. Like, you're mad at Blonde? Here you go. (laughs) Yeah. Here you go. It's only people asking me about, like, what I do to work out and, like, random, random stuff. And the thing is, I never get any hate mail. A lot of my email is public, too. So sometimes people don't know that that there's a form to contact you through the website. So I get that. But what what I get a kick out of is there's a form to contact me right next to a form to contact you. And occasionally people use the form to contact me to complain about blonde's opinion that is right next to the box that sends to blonde. And, and to me, it's just cowardice. It's like, okay, you don't have to like it. And if, if no, I if, think people view you as like my manager. Yeah. It's like, like what do you want gonna... me to like? I'm her boss. What do you want me to do? Well, Tell... you're kind of my boss. Not really. I mean, I guess I like know. it's 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 hosted on my channel, but it's not like it's to not be clear, an audience. Though he has never come to me and been like, "Well, this person said this, so you really need to blah blah." <laughs> this guy was mad that you called him an idiot for getting the vaccine. Yeah, <laughs> so you really well, need to. It, I just can't imagine the mentality. Like, unless you have COPD and you're 85, I just 
And even then, it's like, there, I had a good run. <laughs> there are a lot of circumstances that I understand. I understand that if you're in a compromised or elderly position, or if you're if you're in a compromised position health-wise, or you're elderly, or any number of circumstances, it, 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 there's a risk assessment there that I'm sure um, it probably makes sense for you. And I also understand a lot of people are in a, a high a pressure situation with their school or their work and you're being essentially coerced into it. And I know that it's tempting to say, well, you stand on principle and you never accept this and you walk away from your job or you walk away from your school, especially when you're a parent, you're a father, you're a mother, your children are dependent on that income. Um, I, yeah, but I, I'm not, I'm I not taking think, the vaccine myself for my, but I don't think there's ever a situation that, where you would be for even if your family income was in danger, I don't think that you yourself would ever take the vaccine on principle. On behalf of my child or my wife's um, welfare, and I don't mean just health wise, I mean like the financial welfare of the family, I would. If I it came down to would. that, I would make that sacrifice for my family if I had to. Um, but I'm not in that position right now. So but I think your wife would be like, we'll find a different way. Maybe all, all I'm saying is I could envision a situation in which I would take it. I'm not in that situation right now. Okay. Yeah. I still think it's idiotic. I, mean, <laughs> I guess I understand, but yeah. Um, Eric Burns Marsh says the Israel of the Bible went away in 73 AD. That's a point that I didn't make. Also, that is true. Uh, Smith white 84 to the call caller about Israel, Galatians 3.16, now the promises were made to Abraham and his offspring, not as in many, but as in one, which is Christ. So the covenant was only with Abraham and Jesus. Yeah, and a lot of people did take note with this thing I said about morality and Christianity. I just don't believe that in the absence of Christianity, everybody is totally amoral. I, I do think that there's uh, something there's a, you have that sense, you have that conscience. And for me, I think that a lot of morality is, is um, that you can, you can assemble it based on observation of the world. Yeah. So, uh, and I don't say that to dismiss Christianity. Um, I'm obviously on this quest to try to reconcile these things or bring them together or find the link. Um, and it's not just Christianity, it's just faith in general, but, um, but yeah, I guess, uh, to me, I've always conceptualized Christianity or faith or religion as the origin of that moral framework that we can all see and that we can all sense as opposed to, um, I, I don't know, maybe the way you're describing it is Christianity is a framework through which to understand it or something like that. Well, I've always viewed humanity, if we were made in the image of God and the image of Christ, if, if if God is in all of us, then I believe we have an innate sense of morality that can be uh, not supplemented, but but augmented and clarified through scripture and the teaching of Christ. Hmm. But there's something in us that makes us not want to to be bad and immoral to one another. Like even, even if I were an atheist and I had never been exposed to Christianity, I don't think that I would like my instinct would be to smash a baby's head over a rock or something. I, I think that innately we know what is right and wrong. Yeah. And that's, that's what I've always found unsatisfying about the argument that morality is, is merely a human structure that we all agree on. No, we all just decided yeah. one day. I don't care if, Everybody in the entire world is against me 
and has decided that it's good to kill people for fun. Um, there's always going to be something within me that tells me that is wrong. You should yeah. not do it. Right. Uh, and I think that that's, I don't think that that's unique to me. I think that's just something that is part of the human condition. So what right. put it there? That's what I want to know. Yeah. And I think that as a society, even if, even in the absence of, of Christianity in our society, we still view people that do horrific things as, um, you know, like sadists and things like that. Like people yeah. like Ted Bundy as extremely rare exceptions to this moral framework that we've all adopted. Yeah. So that has to come for something, right? Uh, um, yeah, I think I understand what you're saying. Let's see. Dale Jones, any concerns on uh, about Mark Zuckerberg's trip to Idaho? Yeah, I'm real fucking worried. I'm I real no worried idea. about this. Until I'm today. really worried that he's going to buy up a bunch of land and that he's going to sell it for like pennies on the dollar to some refugee resettlement horseshit blah blah and that we're going to have a bunch of Somalis up here that we have to deal with. <laughs> we're going to have to rename it Skinny Town. <laughs> wow. I'm really worried about stuff like that, yeah. I mean, what is he doing up here? Why? Why is he here? Take me know. home, country road. It's like he know. looked inhuman in that video and he's on Lake Coeur d'Alene. It's like, what? I didn't even hear doing? the sound. That was the song? Yeah. I, I just saw the video image. I didn't see, the, I didn't actually hear the sound. All right, oh, we're a few minutes that. behind. Yeah. Um, just quick on DLive. Uh, let's see. We are caught up there. I think Silas for gifting subs. Appreciate it. Deus Ex Machina Prime. Appreciate it. And Darth Jones over on Trovo, thank you. Aaron D on um, on Tippy Stream says listener get together in Minnesota, July tenth. Contact Aaron D in the contact sheet for more information. Uh, hope the meetup goes well. Send us a picture. As a side note, in the dating world, being ghosted sucks. It has happened to me a couple of times. Um, at least have the the courtesy to say goodbye. Uh, yes, I could uh, opine on that quite a bit. Um, it, it the worst in my experience. A lot of women would ghost when you try to actually arrange the meeting. But if you arrange the meeting and she ghosts on that, like you actually show up at the coffee house or you show up at the bar or wherever, whatever place you agreed on. And she ghosts that like it's a weird spot as a man because nobody wants to. You have to just move on like that's a person you're not going to talk to anymore as far as I'm concerned. And the question for men is, do I just move on, never talk to that chick again? Or do I message her to say like. Uh, you're a piece of shit. <laughs> yeah, but. I never did that to anybody, but I, I certainly have done my fair share of ghosting. Do you think um, do you think we as men should shame the women who do that or should we just move on? I don't know. Just move on, I guess. Hmm. Women do this because they don't want the confrontation. I mean, what do I do? Like I go to a guy and I'm like, listen, the thing about this is that I think that you're just too much of a pussy for me to go out with you or to be attracted to you. And I just... I just feel like I'm going to bulldoze you in this relationship. And also I hate your face. What, <laughs> I, so the I option is ghosting of, or just lying about. The I'm an appreciator of honesty. Honest, uh, if someone were straight up with me like that, I, I would, I would like that a lot more than just being left um, alone at some coffee house wondering what the hell happened. Well, I never did that. It would just yeah. be like, you know, I'm talking to somebody through text and then we meet once and then I'm like, ugh. Oh, if you if you're already yeah, I think you should do the courtesy of saying, "Hey, um, you know, I, I, it's it's not working out, but thank you." Just just cut the line. I really I think that's I a nice hate thing to breakup do. situations. Hmm. 
All right. I may have, you know, you're one of those middle of the night uh, after a year long relationship. One. <laughs> you're one of the chicks who needed to be shamed that I'm talking about. You should have been put in your place. So my life would have been so much better <laughs> if somebody would have just put me in my place. Uh, well, lessons learned. Red Falcor is up next. Red Falcor, you there? Yes, sir. Good evening hey, to up? you. Hey, there. what's on your mind? Well, a couple things. Uh, I'll give you a choice, but I. I'll tell you, I've been, I've been unable to uh, f- f- follow much news lately because I've been unable to feel like there's any good news. Like it's even hard to listen to uh, political pundits make fun of the bad news. Hmm. So I'm kind of curious if you guys have any um, white pills in terms of, <laughs> in terms of. <sighs> I'm uh, I'm not done, Blonde. You got to wait till the end. <laughs> In terms of how to feel uh, motivated um, and uh, w- willing to carry on the fight, and I know this is something that you discuss w- some regularity, Blonde. So, so I am interested if if your motivation c- comes just from your family or from your religion or from. Um, you know, where do you guys get the energy to wake up in the morning, basically? Okay. Um, in any other time in human history, I would be a totally normal, unremarkable individual. But because society is collapsing in front of us, it's given me an opportunity in my own mind to emerge as a thought leader, which T-H-O-T, uh, which would never have happened in any other world situation. Yeah. So I try to think like, yes, we are living uh, and I'm seeing the embers of a uh, dying culture and civilization and I have to live in these times. However, it is also an opportunity for me to infect all of you with my pessimism. <laughs> with, with okay, so th- th- this isn't j- just about... Uh, being a warrior as the as the civilization burns, but but also to uh, awaken people just to uh, some kind of truth truth about the decay, more or less. That's true. I mean, uh, there is value in truth. And from a Christian perspective, I mean, we are we are told to seek truth, to find truth. And there are so many people that are living under this guise that things are just going to go like this forever, that we'll always have these bread and circuses. They're not engaging with reality. And this is an opportunity to wake people up and help people prepare for the hardships that are coming. And that puts you in an empowering position. Also, uh, you can empower yourself by preparing. So when things go to shit, like you will be in a position mentally where where you can handle what's going on and um, help the people around you. And and not many people are going to be in that position. What about you? Uh, I'm going to ask you a question. What have you been doing in lieu of politics? Where has your yeah. mind, what, what's occupied your time? Uh, mostly it's been uh, just trying to find anything to, to, to distract myself. <laughs> yeah. Keep, to keep my view from getting too dark have you had success Uh, has anything captured your interest to some degree i mean i i used to uh follow well i i 
started off my college career wanting to go to film school, which, which of course, I'm sure would have almost certainly turned me into a hard lefty uh, Mm. earlier than I became one, and it might have been harder to find my way out. Um, But it's been interesting to uh, follow film critics because uh, they acknowledge that... um, uh, you know, if there's a movie, for example, that you hate or you love, uh, the people who people who hate it and the people who lo- love it are both correct mm. for, for their own reasons. And Although it's, each side it's, will tell you otherwise. Uh, yeah, <laughs> <consistent>. <laughs> right, no, right, I, and 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 it's a. Go ahead, Matt. Well, I I I think that. Um, your effort to find that thing or uh, to, to occupy your mind elsewhere is just kind of a natural corrective instinct. And if there's one thing that we should learn from leftists generally, it's that it's that a, a life driven by or consumed by politics is a life of misery. And I say that as somebody who enjoys all the political theater, but if politics is the first thing that's on your mind in the morning and it's what drives your very existence, you're probably not going to have a very satisfying life. So I think that maybe for, I don't know you well, obviously, but maybe for you, it's just some sort of natural instinct. That's like, Hey, uh, we need a a better, we need something that's a better basis for, for most of our time or energy than this. So let's step back and let's, let's build something um, there. And then we'll return to politics. Once we kind of have that, have that stable stable basis or that stable home point to return to. So I don't are think there's you any... looking for something to binge watch because Skag ah. and I do have a suggestion if that is the case. Oh no. Uh, well, no, but now I have to ask. Watch. So. I shouldn't be alive. <laughs> I shouldn't be alive. I, it's I, the greatest yeah. show that has ever been on TV. I started watching it because Blonde was talking about it. It will consume. It's a good. It's a good way to waste uh, a couple hours. Uh, it's uh, not wasting time. I mean, I think I could use some stuff that I've learned in an emergency situation. Um. Well, the the reason the show is so interesting too is because some of it is, um, genuine, uh, genuine freakish stuff like freak situations that people end up in that results in a survival situation. Some of it is just horrendous decision making and preparation <laughs> and just sheer stupidity. So, so it's it's always entertaining. Um, anyway, uh, yes, yeah, so, <laughs> you should watch. It. <laughs> what do I put my mind toward outside of politics? Yeah, watching uh, morons on a ten-year-old TV show. I wish the show was still made. Oh it God, I know it's so good. Yeah. So Matt, that that means that you don't wake up and and go to bed with with politics on your mind, despite it being. That does your happen. Job. That does happen. I, I I can't lie and say it never does. But, but you're good at compartmentalizing. But I, well, yeah, I'm a very regimented, um, scheduled person. So like, uh, so my professional, quote unquote, professional time is kind of scheduled out, and I, I sort of turn off my political brain and resume my family life and all that at, mm-hmm. at, at set times. So it's very. Um, it doesn't, it doesn't control my mood. It doesn't control my lifestyle. It's, it sort of stays here in this office space. And when I leave, I do the other things that are important to me. That's very good. Thanks guys. Yeah. Good luck. Have a good night.
Appreciate I- it. You as well. Razorback up next. All right, we're up against the clock, so I'll try to move a little more efficiently here. Razorback, you there? Razorback. Razorback. Okay, let's try Lovecraft. Lovecraft, you there? Hello? What's on your mind? Oh, hi. This is my second time on. Last time I tried to to convince you, Matt, about... uh, what was it? Um, Groundhog in the other movie, Tremors, but you, no point, oh, yeah. line, no point. I don't want to talk about that. I want to talk about um, a couple of recommendations for movies that you might like, Matt. And they okay. both start Richard Pryor and Gene Wilder. They're called Stir Crazy, See No Evil, Hear No Evil. Okay. And yeah, they're both funny. I mean, this these guys worked well together. One takes place in a prison. The other guy, they're trying to hide from a killer who thinks they saw him. And he doesn't realize one of them's deaf, the other's blind. So, yeah. And can you hear me? Yes. Yeah, yeah we're just okay. letting you go. Oh, yeah. Hey, blonde, I agree with yeah. you. It's time to get rid of this government. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't work anymore. I'm on yeah. social security, I'm on disability, and I don't want this anymore. It doesn't work. I don't need to take the vaccine. I'm fine. They're trying to say I need, people need to get vaccinated because of me. No. I want people to live their lives. It's time to get rid of the government. They don't work. Well, and I, but and the funny thing I saw is that they confiscated a Lego set that was designed for the White House. Someone built in yeah. their house. They took it. Oh my god, it was so stupid. They, they it was a, an alleged Capitol rioter. Yeah. They stole his I know, Lego it's set. So hilarious. The, the I, FBI I seized it. it. And, oh, if you guys want to know about the Bill Cosby thing, Razor Fist put a video called the Cosby Rebuttal, mm. and it's worth watching because he really goes into why Bill Cosby should never have gone on trial in the first place, and a lot yes. of stuff that's in there most people don't know about. He, and he's he very good at, at that stuff. Yeah, I know he he's a big uh, Michael Jackson Michael. defender, too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He even said at the beginning he wasn't really a huge fan of Michael's, but the more he looked into it, the more he found out that Michael was innocent. And Tom Mesereau, the greatest defense attorney you could ever get. I can't well, hear you guys. Yeah, no, we're we're just quiet. I guess. Can you hear us? All right. Oh, okay. No, no I, I can I, hear you now. I just, it just and wasn't I wanna, coming I, through. I, I want to thank you for your vaccine perspective too, because one thing that yeah. has bothered me over the last year is we are constantly told that we need to do X, Y, and Z on behalf of those who have compromising health conditions, on behalf of those who are elderly. I. And yet, I never heard this sort of talk coming from an actual nursing home, coming from uh, people who actually have all yeah. sorts of um, of health conditions. And I'm not saying that, See, that those have, people don't deserve protection yeah. if they want it. They absolutely do. And I think that's a smart public strategy. However, um, it just bothered me that we are shutting down all of society on behalf of these people who we mm-hmm. never actually pulled or talked to. And, and I know that if I was yeah. in, if, 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 if God willing, I live to be 80, 90 years old, whatever, and I have cancer, diabetes, and every disease under the sun, I hope and I trust that I will have the integrity to say that I lived a great life. I did what I could. Yeah. I will never yeah. try to to compromise someone else's life out there so that I can survive for six more months watching judge Judy in isolation. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I, I don't want that perspective and I would never <laughs> well, here's, claim it. Here's the funniest thing that ever happened to me. I was in job Corps. I got, I see this dead bee 
And I find out I wake in the hospital. I found out that a bee killed me. I was dead for 30 minutes. And I came to, I started breathing once we hit the emergency room. I survived a bee. So if a bee can kill me, but nothing else in my life can kill me, <laughs> I'm going to be fine. Yeah. Yeah. And it's it just cracks me up that they're like, oh, we got to protect. It's like, we don't even know what this stuff is. And find out that like when this girl whose mother said that her daughter got it and now is paralyzed in a wheelchair and another kid's dying at 13 yeah. from this stuff. Yeah, that's right. And it. I saw that video posted on Twitter and it was categorized as medical misinformation. Yeah. And you couldn't what? interact with the tweet. And it's and like it wasn't. Yeah, the doctors, all the doctors try to say, oh, no, it's all in her head. She cannot walk or move. Okay. She can't even talk anymore. And they're saying it's misinformation. Toughen up, like, little what? girl. Yeah, really. And walk it off. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Walk it off. And she can't walk anymore. Oh, and, God. you know, and there well, was the lady who put a video saying that she ended up after getting the shot, ended up having a heart attack and ended up in the hospital. Yeah. And she found out because they her chest was hurting. And they said, yeah, you had a heart attack. And I'm like, they don't even know what this stuff God. is. Well, th- thank you for the thoughts, man. I hate to be abrupt, but yeah. we got we got just a little oh, bit know, of time left. So, thank you for oh. uh, thank you for the call. Appreciate yeah. it. Oh have yeah. Um, have a great night. You as well. Bye. Okay, hey. we'll take uh, two more here. Razorback. We'll see if we can get him back. Razorback, you there? I still can't hear him. Maybe we have some kind of tech issue. Can you hear Razorback? Blonde. No. Okay. Um, yeah, I can't hear him at all. So unfortunately, we'll have to let him go and we'll try uh, Neo and Realist. What's up, man? Hey, guys. Good show. Hey. Thanks for tuning in and um, thanks for all your streams and all your excellent work as well. Thank you. Did you guys catch the uh, news before uh, you came on about Tucker with the NSA? Only headline level stuff. So is he is he saying more about the NSA allegations? What What's the update? <laughs> He said, wait, what? These guys, Jonathan Swan wrote at Axios, Tucker Carlson sought Putin interview at time of spine claim, basically confirming everything Tucker said that they denied. So journalists have access to his emails. Is that what you're saying? Well, here's the key, the key phrase out of his story. Why it matters. Those sources said U.S. government officials learned about Carlson's efforts to secure the Putin interview. Okay, so how so would you what? know about these government officials having this information unless they yeah. leaked it? Yeah. Uh, yeah, the government officials leaked to the journalists. Is that what you're saying? Exactly. Because yeah. there's no other way they would have this information. The NSA is not supposed to unmask you. If so they, they, were probably, um, they were probably conducting very legitimate surveillance <laughs> on Russian agents, and they happened to just catch uh, Tucker in this uh, totally legitimate investigation. That's yeah. what I'm guessing happened. So their gaslighting is, oh, so they weren't spying on Tucker. They were spying on the Russian official. Well, that's not the mm-hmm. right news of what Tucker accused them of. He said they were going to leak it to get his show off the air. Well, guess what? They leaked it. Yeah. Isn't that what you predicted last week, Matt? Well, um, we, we were trying when we went through it, we were trying to think about all the possibilities for how this happened, what happened. And that was one of the things that we were talking about. It could be a, a Carter page like situation or a lot of the stuff yeah. that happened in Russia gate where you, um, ostensibly are <laughs> surveilling some foreign agent and you catch a, a U.S. citizen in the process, but you have to wonder, it's like, wow, it's, it's so, uh, 
politically convenient and awfully coincidental that you happen to catch these uh, high profile actors of uh, opposing political views to yours in this process. That's that's uh, really useful for you guys. It's also to reveal that they have clearly they have a white hat, white hats in the NSA who told Tucker, hey, these people are listening to your calls and they're going to leak it. Mm-hmm. And then you have the black hats who are clearly talking to the Jonathan Swans of the world or people in contact with them who are actively trying to smear Tucker as some kind of Russian uh, agent. Are we yeah. really going to do this again? Are we going to like Russia gate a, a it seems private so. citizen now? Uh, well, yeah. I'm just wondering why it wasn't a big deal when three weeks ago, NBC interviewed Putin and made this like this big special. It was like a half hour <laughs> interview. Yeah. Do you, there was one great moment in that. I didn't talk about it on the stream, but I, I did watch uh, at least portions of the interview and it was, um, I forget who the NBC reporter was who was talking to him, but uh, he made a he made a, he made a reference to a conversation. The reporter did a conversation between Putin and Biden um, X amount of months or years ago and and asked Putin um, if he remembered the exchange. He's making a callback, basically. And Putin's he was speaking Russian, but the translator, it was so funny. He Putin was ripping on Biden. He said, uh um, well, I have no recollection of that, but I'm sure it's correct because uh, we all know Biden has an excellent memory. <laughs> it, was, it was translated and it was so funny because he just said it with such a stone cold Vladimir Putin look on his yeah. face. He didn't smirk, but it, it, but the, even the translation was funny. And um, it, God, it, it, it made me wonder, too, am I developing Putin's sympathy is is Putin cool now? That's how I felt yeah, after listening to the interview. He is cool. You know why mm. he's cool? Because he's masculine. Maybe well, that's it. I don't it's know. That, I don't understand. Why am I supposed to hate this guy? I mean, I expect Putin to, to Russia to Russia. Yeah. You know, it's not like uh, they're not our friends. I don't view them as our enemy necessarily, as uh, a lot of people seem to do. You can but, respect your enemy, can't you? I suppose. I expect that things they accuse Russia of that are supposedly bad, though, uh, I actually expect our allies to do that, and they do do it to us. <laughs> you know, well, it's, the it, Brit, I mean, it's, the Brits yeah. spy on us, the Israelis spy on us, the French spy on us. It's somehow, yeah. you know, the Russians, uh, you know, obviously are a little more malign actors, but still, I mean, countries spy on each other. That's just expected. All right. Well, I mean, thank you for Obama the update. Get caught now. listening to uh, Merkel's phone calls. Yeah. Oh yeah, I forgot about. Yeah, that. nobody cared. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you for the update. I appreciate it. <laughs> All right, guys, take it easy. Yep. Have uh, have a good night and keep up the good work. Okay. Uh, la- I guess we do have one more. Um, we'll have to be really quick. But uh, Magna Prime, if you're there, we'll give you last word. Uh, hello. Uh, what's on your mind? Uh, I was actually wondering. Well, I wanted to talk about so about just kids in politics, because there was that one high schooler that talked about. Um, I forgot what she talked about, but she got on her graduation speech and was talking about abortion. Like, yeah, that oh, one. Yeah. That one. And How old are they, you? Uh, I'm 15. Oh, that was patronizing. I apologize. This is going to be the oh, basis no, for a, a CPS raid now. The fact that I know, right? That. Uh, that you're listening to this show, they're going to come and get your parents. Oh, oh no. Um, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> yeah, not my dad. He's my source of income. Yeah. I work for him. I can't have him get fired. Oh, well, that, that's got to be a violation of some child labor law, too. Yeah, totally. Oh, no, no, because it's a family business, so it's fine. Mm. 
there's some loopholes that we dodge. But uh, not, yeah, not and then long. there's that kid. Yeah, not for, not for long. <laughs> I'm on the show now. I'm on the list. Yeah. But uh, and then there was that kid who got the vaccine that was singing about. Uh, oh yeah. Just oh, getting the vaccine and, that... and singing about Fauci. And, and that kid. There is that Fauci. kid had some some issues as well. Yeah. Real tizzy that right. one. Yeah. And then there was Greta Thunberg. Yeah. And yeah. so what would what would be your opinion if say like I went up. And I started crying and complaining how my life was ruined because now I'm not allowed to buy bump stocks and make my AR shoot faster with trigger pulls. Or um, that I can't... Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Or or that I can't buy like fully automatic weapons without buying a $200 tax stamp and I can't get newly produced ones. My issue with this is that... At I don't know I feel like any time before twenty five I I was just a just a giant retard and probably before then I couldn't have realized the longevity of the impact that publicly saying political things has on the rest of your life. Mm. That being right. said, it's not that I don't think your opinion is valuable. I just think that it's hard to recognize um, the extent of consequences until you're pretty deep into your into your 20s um right. but a lot of people are just thrown into the spot like if you look at nicholas sandman and everything like that i mean yeah we are in a situation where where kids are being thrust into the spotlight but mm-hmm. would i choose this life or like allow my kid to if i had a 15 year old kid would i allow them to do it no no i i will try and to you keep... have like sorry go ahead oh sorry you go first I was gonna. I'll I'll try to keep my kids sheltered from politics as much as possible. But if it's something that grabs your interest, it did when I was your age, and I mm-hmm. I liked to be outspoken. Thank God the internet was not as developed at the time, and a lot of my yeah, idiocy really. there's no record of. So, you know what Blonde's saying, just be wary of. You, you probably will not hold right. the same opinions at age thirty that you do now. But that doesn't mean that you're you might, not though. free to express them. And you might. I don't know. You seem like uh, you seem like you're. you're You've you've got some uh, based opinions. I don't know. <laughs> they might hold the test of time, but um, uh, but yeah, I, I I would probably keep my kids away from it. Uh, that said, you're perfectly within your rights to to uh, engage in in the public discourse in that way. The only thing, it doesn't necessarily bother me if kids or minors want to get involved in in talking publicly about political issues what bothers me particularly coming from the left is when they are put out there specifically uh, to be shielded from any sort of criticism or debate that comes with that arena yeah. so you, you throw out the parkland kids and their opinions if you criticize them you're attacking kids or if you if you right. disagree with Greta Thunberg's uh climate assessment you're attacking kids so mm-hmm. the only thing um that, that's and the I only guess, thing I, I would say is just be careful about whether you want to be involved in it. But if you are, um, and you probably would already do this anyway, you seem like uh, you're, you're probably that inclination. But, you know, argue the points and, and don't don't use your age as a shield if you voluntarily right. choose to enter that arena. Yeah, but you can and, use it as an asset. You can manipulate people with your age. I mean, I use all the also, tools you have. <laughs> for sure. But also with my age... The people on the other side could say that I've been brainwashed mm. and he's been controlled to learn these things and to say these things. Yeah. And yeah. we'll just throw my opinion out the window because I was brainwashed. Yeah, but if you have the same opinions or, you know, that that 
develop, but they're along the same thread. When you're 30, you could be like, look at my track record of consistency. That's but, true. That's There's an angle there. Um, and I guess the other scary thing is there's all these teen actors that started acting when they were nine and mm-hmm. now they're drug addicts and yeah. their their life is ruined because they were so popular at this young age that they grew up just knowing fame. And because of that fame, they were able to take these horrible routes that yeah. no other standard person could usually take. Yeah. yeah. I think the Protect public your eye innocence. Will, yeah, yeah. The public eye will do that to a young person. So that's true. Well, you sound like you've got a good head on your shoulders, and I'm so glad you listened to this show. Yeah, uh, I started listening about two years ago. Oh, while wow. me and my dad would drive to work, and we'd put on your show and we listen to it. And did your dad I, listen, about a, or or did you find it first? My dad found it first. Oh, okay. And oh. after about a year of listening uh, with my dad to to and from work, I started listening on my own, and I've tried to get on the Colin show once before. But uh, I wasn't lucky enough, and I'm no. happy I was lucky enough this time to talk to you guys. Well, thanks for calling in. I appreciate it. Yeah, yeah. Thanks for and, and uh, send, having me. Send our best to your dad. Yeah. Yeah, I will. All right. Have a great night. You too. Oh okay. Oh, my gosh. That is so touching. <laughs> yeah, that's, uh, that's a new one for sure. Um, 13 years old. I thought he was Started 15. To the show. He was. Or, he was sorry, okay. for two years. All right. Um, that will, that will do it on calls tonight. Appreciate the patience, everybody. And we have some emails to catch up on and then we'll catch up on chat and we'll call it a show. Um, just a reminder, if you'd like to send us an email, uh, question, you can do that through the contact page of my website, mattchristensenmedia.com slash contact. And we'll respond at the end of the show each and every week as we will right now. Your Ozzy, I used to say Aussie. It's Aussie. It gotta be. It's what? it's Melbourne. Aussies live in Melbourne. Gotta say it. Whatever. Right. I'm not your Aussie that. friend Ben. What is your opinion well, on the whole Ethan Klein, Sam Cedar, and Steven Crowder debacle that happened recently? We did get into really this. Is old. We got into this on a I forget was a Sunday or maybe the last call in show. Wow, um, I don't care about this at all. But in general, I think it's bad form. Ethan I, Klein ended up being a real shifty bastard. It was a bitch move. And I, yeah. I don't understand. To me, it's beyond politics. I, I, I don't have to be a Steven Crowder super fan or a, a fan of Ethan Klein. You don't get to agree on certain terms. I, I thought Lauren Chen put it the best when she said something. I, I've referenced this before, but she tweeted something like, this is like talking shit to um, Conor McGregor until he yeah. agrees to fight you. And then you show up for the fight and you tag in Mike Tyson or something. Yeah. No, the, yeah. You set the terms of the fight. You don't get to just substitute somebody else. And I, I don't think that Steven Crowder is wrong to laugh that off. Now, you can say yeah. Steven yeah. Crowder should debate Sam Cedar or he's ducking him. That's OK. Who cares? Then they can schedule that. That's not what this was about. Though. Yeah. You don't get to just to me. It's it's. It's like saying, I'm going to sell you a Lamborghini for $5,000 and I show up to make the purchase and it's a, it's a rundown Honda Civic or something. Um, no, these aren't the terms that we agreed to. And I, I'm walking away from this deal. So I just thought it was a complete bitch move on the part of uh, Ethan Klein. And I, to me, that's beyond politics. It's not a political yeah. perspective. It's just show up and say, say what you're going to do. Um, yep. You know, my, my dad taught me 90% of life is just showing up on time. It's good advice. Um, but this is sort of an extension of that. Just do what you say you're going to do. And yeah. they didn't do that. 
Yep. Agreed. Um, Tim says, Hey guys, just needed your opinion on an upcoming life decision. I'm 35 debt free and will be able to put up $60,000 on a house, but I am resistant to taking that step by myself. I was very close to moving into this direction with a great girl, but long and confusing story. It didn't work out. And I find myself in a nebulous wheel spinning place in my life. What would you do in my spot? Put down stakes by myself or continue renting until I find the right girl to start a meaningful life with. Love the show. Thanks for your time. In terms of marriageability, you are at like apex man value. 35 is like the perfect age to settle down with a chick. That being said, I see no reason to put the um, the brakes on building a life. I, there's no reason that it, there's no reason this, it would change your life to like have to do this with somebody rather than them just kind of merging lives with you after you already do it. Right. My inclination is yeah, move on. It's a smart financial decision, assuming that you can take on this financial liability yeah. uh, on your own. If you're in position to do that, there is no sense in paying rent yeah. and not acquiring and not gaining any equity over time. So, uh, and I don't know, you tell me, um, is, being a homeowner, an asset to a prospective male. Like if, if you were a single woman looking for a man, if he owned his own house, wouldn't that be net positive? Why would that be? Why would that be negative? Yeah. I was impressed that my husband owned multiple properties. <laughs> oh, good for you. <laughs> I know. And <laughs> you married the monopoly man. Congratulations. I know. I know. Yeah. He's also six foot four. He's really tall. So that was the, that was the real deal maker. It's like tall, rich, conservative. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, there's no reason to to not to wait to do this with a chick. I mean, yeah. what are they going to bring to the table anyway financially? Unless well, you're even, like only dating wealthy women, which, you know. And sometimes um to to give the other side of it, I understand that there's something to say about moving into a place that is yours together. Um for us in in my situation, that's been kind of um something that's a little bit difficult for us cuz I I had this home sort of established before I met my wife. And we still live here and we want to stay here. But her entry into this place, I think for her, it's it's somewhat tough to do what she wants to do to make it her own without feeling like she's encroaching on my yeah. space. So I understand the urge to want to build something together. But that yeah. said, even if even if if we were decided or if you were to decide, hey, this place isn't for us, we want a fresh start in a new place to start our new then life you've together. you build the equity in the house. You sell yeah. the house. Sell the house, yeah. Yeah. So I don't see any negative to... um agreed to do to making that move and good luck if you decide to congrats and like like blonde said don't be uh don't be i don't know if you're being pessimistic at all but i I think you're actually in a very good position um i think i don't think you have a lot to worry about i think you'll i think you'll be just fine in this situation yep Uh, voluntary eugenics for the win says (laughs) In in the previous episode, you misunderstood my question. I was asking specifically about voluntary and non-coercive mass eugenics programs, hence why it was Jeff Bezos giving his own money to improve the genetics of the population. I forget the nature of the exact question, or I forget the exact nature of the question, but I do remember the question. It was something like, uh, if Jeff Bezos was doing a a eugenics program. I can't remember exactly what it was. Yeah, yeah. The, the point of the question, you know, here's this clarification. The point of the question was to avoid government coercion, but you answered it as though I was talking about your money in taxes. We agree that forced sterilization is wrong, but what about privately incentivized 
voluntary sterilization. Bezos himself isn't important. He's just an example of a rich guy who could give Ugh. money away. I mean, that's better, but I still don't like it. Uh, if, even if it's Bezos, I, I don't care who it is. I'm, if everybody who's participating is a voluntary consenting individual, nobody's rights are being violated. So I, I suppose um, I don't necessarily have a moral objection on that basis. That said, um, do I have a gut level resistance to the idea that someone of a lot of wealth and power should be trusted to decide what sort of human breeding or what sort of human traits should be bred or any of that. Um, even if he's not forcing you to do it, it's hard for me to, it's hard for me to articulate exactly what my gut level resistance to that well, is, but uh, it's still probably a thumbs down for me. It's a thumbs down for me too. I think as Christians, we're supposed to be, we're supposed to be supporting the creation of life and sanctioning the creation of life. So even though, there's an element of voluntary transaction here. I don't like this viscerally. Um, could you kind of categorize it in the same way? Um, in the same way we might have a moral objection to prostitution, for example, if there are two yeah, yeah, consenting okay. individuals who agree to a transaction in this way, nobody's rights are violated necessarily, but it still might be immoral insofar as it is a, an abdication or a betrayal of, sort of your purpose, your, yeah. your, your, um, fidelity to yourself to build the, exactly. the best life for yourself that you possibly can. And I suppose, yeah. um, who's guiding your life at that point? Is it Jeff Bezos or is it you? And if yeah. Jeff Bezos is basically buying your reproductive decisions, I suppose you're at liberty to sell them, but that doesn't necessarily mean that it's moral to sell them in the same way. It's probably not moral to, um, to sell your hoo-ha at the whorehouse for lack of a better way to phrase it. That's true. Um, I don't know. It's a good question though. It's a thinker and I'm, I'm struggling to articulate it clearly. So that's how, you know, you got me a little bit. Yep. Thank yep. you for the clarification. Charlie. Um, uh, yeah, you read that one, right? Okay. Um, how can Blonde square the fact that Catholicism is about centralized dictatorial control, dictatorial control, rather, and be against federal government overreach? Protestantism was all about throwing off the yoke of foreign oppression. Catholic history seems to be everything that is wrong about Christianity in history. Spoken like a true Protestant, um, <laughs> I am against our current federal government overreach, fundamentally I'm an authoritarian. I let's let's just call this what it is. I'm basically fascist. I am. <laughs> you hear that, Jared? I, I don't There's know what to clip. tell you. I of all of the the political orientations that I I align with most closely, I am somewhat fascistic. So it's, it's a not moral that, fascism, though. Moral fascism. Yeah. <laughs> it's, um, it's a righteous fascism. Yeah. So I actually don't fundamentally disagree with centralized dictatorial control, but I have issues with our federal government. And that's why in our situation, um, I think that we will have the most ability to, to live our lives as they need to be lived with limited state power. But if we had like a benevolent monarchy situation, I, I, I wouldn't have the same, 
I wouldn't have the same worldview or viewpoint about our country and nationalism. Yeah, I don't think I, it's, it's a contradiction of terms here. Obviously, I, I'm I'm not on board with the um, the moral fascism. Uh, <laughs> that's not my that's not my thing. But to give as much credit to your position as I can, I do think it's possible to be very skeptical of state power while yeah. still allowing God or your ultimate moral authority uh, to be in total control of to have an authoritarian style control over your life, but it's something that you've submitted to, you know, um, that that's the distinction that I would draw. Like uh, you, you have not been forced into an obedience of God. I suppose you, that is something you have chosen to try to live your life by. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, but I mean, there's always going to be human error in government. So is the, the, the purest expression of, of God ever going to exist in government? No, no. Uh, uh, no. So I don't really know what I want. Also, you shouldn't be listening to me anyway because I'm a woman. So why are you asking me this? Yeah, Charlie. <laughs> Come on, Charlie, you dick. <laughs> Thank right. you, man. Appreciate it. Overman says, "Hey, <laughs> hey, blonde. How did your mom find the stormer? Did you bring her to the far right, or was she always there?" You know, I think that um, in her heart. She was always there, but uh, I explained to her some world truths that sent her on a course to uh, to the stormer. But I don't even think I introduced her to the stormer. Honestly, I don't. I don't think I did. She found it on her own. I think. I think she might have. And then the other day, she was like, "You don't even read all the stormer articles that I sent. You're even <laughs> reading what Andrew Anglin says every day." I'm like, "Chill out." Like I. You know, I love Andrew Anglin as much as you do. Well, no, you don't. Um, I don't know. I mean, I wouldn't even say that what he believes is far right per se. It's morally fascistic. It's morally fascistic. But, but I think the, the, the definition of the far right has changed. I think that he is an authoritarian Christian with anarchist subtleties. Uh, but would I call him far right? I don't know. <laughs> the only reason I've ever dabbled over there is because occasionally it's the only place I've been able to find original source material on some articles, namely, or on some some uh, stories of interest. Namely, they had the Periscope stream of Antifa people yelling at black and Hispanic cops in Portland, calling them the N word and other racial slurs. And yeah. um, so that's my limited encounter with the publication over there. Having read that article, I honestly can't tell what's serious and what's a joke. It's it, all serious. Is it? The, I mean, it's clearly supposed to be funny. It's all a joke. I don't know. I mean, it, it, it's, it's honestly hard for me to tell. Yeah, it's hard for me to tell what's serious and what's what's it's funny. I mean, that's that's the thing about it. It's like we, we just get this little nugget of humor and being able to laugh as the world burns hmm. and that's why people go to the storm because it makes you feel better about the horrors of the world around you i don't know uh it's it's, it's not in my uh i don't have it bookmarked but uh you know uh and, and even that periscope stream the periscope stream got deleted i don't have the original source of that uh amazing clip anymore he was the canary in the coal mine. We all treated him like shit. I, I want him to be a, like viewed as a respectable member of society again. 
Well, at least his rights. Um, I obviously don't. I, if if what's on the website is sincere, then I don't share a lot of the worldview. But his rights so have what? To, his so rights what? have to be defended. Absolutely. That, that that dude's like in exile. Nobody knows where he's so elusive that I wonder sometimes if he's even real. Yeah, and you see the trajectory of all of this. Just last week, because uh, Anglin was before. Alex Jones and all all the other depersoning. Right. And, and just nobody this, gave a shit because everybody was like, well, he's a Nazi. He's a blah, right. blah, blah. And just this last week, CNN um, with uh, Oliver Darcy and Brian Stelter released a whole montage. Is Tucker Carlson the new Alex Jones? And it was a montage of them saying similar things. And it's like, great. So now we've continued down this trail where more and more uh, people with opinions that are more and more generally representative of society are portrayed as Portrayed in the same way that Andrew Anglin was portrayed five, ten years ago. Yeah, exactly. And and he's, so, when this all happened to him, when he was unpersoned, he said that this will come for you. And everybody just acted like it was because he was so extreme, like we were not going to to have the same fate. And then it came for all of us and we're like, oh, we probably should have listened to Andrew Anglin. So, yeah. you know, I, I want him to... to it's like being a prostitute in the 18, in 18th century England and then trying to go back to respectable life. Like that's how I feel. I think we need to welcome him back into the folds of respectable life. Although we're not part of that, in, that anymore. That was either. one of the historical sites that we saw in Deadwood was a longtime brothel. Oh, yeah. Did you know they didn't finally close up the brothels in Deadwood until 1980? Gross. Yeah. And do you think uh, they were all old timey and had syphilis and stuff in the 80s? Well, this is what shocked me. Uh, They had different rooms in there that were supposed to represent different decades or different eras dating back to like the late 1800s, what the room would have looked like and all this. Um, And none of this stuff is really authentic. But the tour guide said that when the brothels were finally forced closed by the FBI in 1980, um, the, the, the madam at that time at this particular brothel basically sold everything. People bought not only like desks and things, they bought the linens from uh, like who that, well, you buy toes. So I guess I don't know, but who the hell buys used brothel linens? I mean, that's an interesting historical artifact. Ugh. I just, no. Well, everything would Pass. have died on it by then. Pass. <laughs> it's like, it's got the splooge of a million men throughout yeah. history. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Interesting. Yeah. All right, we, uh, we, got, we got a hustle. We're getting behind. Bike burner. Can we agree that the phrase respect your elders is completely outdated? It was for wise people that had something to teach future generations, not old spoiled brats who ruined everything they were given. If my mom is watching and I don't take this opportunity to say that she is not like every boomer, I will get yelled at. <laughs> She's downstairs and she'll be like, I told you to tell everybody that I'm okay. So not all, not all boomers. Um, I think that when people have this realization they believe something that's wrong their entire lives, that there's value in that too. What we want to avoid is listening to the elders that think that, uh, like the boomers that think that they're the greatest generation and millennials are spoiled brats and all this other shit. Like there's value that you can glean from old people. And also by virtue of becoming old, we kind of respect people. Yeah. um, I, I do think that to give as much credit to that perspective as possible, we should assume that generations before us learned a thing or two that that we might not know. 
And I think that's what it means to respect. We live in a time where everybody looks at the past and thinks, oh, they were such idiots, but I'm clearly morally superior and enlightened and way better of a person. Now, assume that they know a thing or two. That said, doesn't mean they were perfect. It's totally possible that those people older than you are idiots. Um, But give them the benefit of the doubt and um, give give them a chance. Give them that baseline respect by default and work from there. I, I think that's a good way to operate. I agree. All right, let's uh, let's let's to work up against the clock. So for the rest of the questions, let's go. You answer, I answer, and, and we'll move from there. So Kevin Flanagan Jr. says, uh, "Hey Matt and Blonde, we just found out we're pregnant. Any books or other media you recommend, and also what should I avoid? Uh, I'm sure there is a bunch of bad information out there trying to sort through the bullshit." Okay, um, for your wife and for you, the only pregnancy book that I read was expecting better. And it's by, um, a statistician who is female, but she's very smart. And, uh, she just breaks down statistics objectively about risks associated with pregnancy that really helped me make a lot of decisions. What would I avoid? I know a lot of women are really into watching people's birth stories, but I wanted to go into that experience knowing as little as I possibly could. And I never regret it. I have, I'm the wrong person to ask this because I have an aversion to other people's advice. <laughs> like I really do that yeah. unless I seek it. But to me, I'm, I really want to experience this pregnancy and fatherhood on my own terms. And according to my own philosophy, that'll be adjusted as I go. And as I learn things, I know that's maybe not the wisest thing. Cause I just talked about learning oh. lessons from past generations, but I guess what it I'm is, saying is though. I don't want to be, going through this experience guided by someone else's direction. I want to live it myself according to everything that I've learned in life so far. Yeah. So I'm the, t- I'm the absolute wrong person to ask this because I'm not going to recommend any particular book or any particular source um, other than the uh, wealth of wisdom you have collected in your life so far. And of course, that's great who, advice. Who yeah. am I going to go to when things get weird and, and I don't know what to do? My parents, that's who I'm going to go to. Yeah. It's not going to be a book. It's not going to yeah. be, um, I'm not going to Google some, some for some advice from some random, random stranger. Stay on a forum. off Google. Yeah. Stay off Google. And, um, if, you know, if, if your parents aren't available or, or what, just, you know, I, I trust people close to me in my inner circle more than far away people, even if they're experts in their field. That's just my philosophy. It doesn't mean that it's right, but that's what I go with. Yeah. And people want to give you advice all the time about home birth and child rearing. And the home birth community is really judgmental about people that give birth in hospitals too. So Hmm. just decide what you're going to do and try not to listen to anybody else. Um, Let's see. And congratulations. Jordan, the ghost baby says, you you seem to be open to legalizing victimless crimes, such as most drugs, prostitution, et cetera, as more freedom is usually preferable. This must be to you. Random thought. Can you defend digging up someone's grave just for fun? (laughs) Hell, even defiling the body, literally a victimless crime. Is it better or worse? Longer they've been dead. (laughs) They have any living relatives. Uh, I don't know that I believe in legalizing victimless crime. So this must be a question for you. Uh, I mostly do. And that's not to say that I endorse things like prostitution or drug use. My view of the law is that it exists and only has legitimacy to defend the rights of the people. 
So it's mostly there to govern our interactions with each other rather than your treatment of yourself. That said, you absolutely can be immoral to yourself through things like prostitution, drug use, or otherwise wasting away your life and its purpose. Um, Can I defend digging up someone's grave? Well, the the central question here is, do your rights cease after you're dead? dead? Um, I I think you're still in ownership of your body once you've died. Well, I I think even defiling and disrespecting the body entails a certain disrespect for human life. And and if I build my entire moral framework on the idea that human life has value and purpose, um, I I suppose to me that implies a certain level of respect for even the body as a a former vehicle of a human life, even though it's not currently one. You asked me to defend it. That's the best I could say is that if you, you could plausibly argue that rights weren't violated and that a life's purpose wasn't violated because that life is now expired. Um, but I just think that it, that that's the best I could say if I had to defend it, if, if I'm talking about what I think, honestly, I think it's just, it, it, it carries an inherent disrespect for human life that I would find to be immoral on a base level. Okay. That's the best I got. I've never been asked the question, can you defend <laughs> desecrating human bodies? Thank you, though. I appreciate it. Mark Duquesne, working on the Super Chat plugin for the backup. Many streamers seem to complain about the difficulty with current software, trouble with scrolling and refreshing, and losing place and skipping chats. Could you guys describe what you would like in a Super Chat interface from the creator's perspective? Um, for me, it's back-end readability. This is a huge yeah. problem on YouTube. It drives me fucking crazy. It's a problem on not DLive. Is it DLive where uh, they it, like it, break it, up? Uh, on Streamlabs, it was very difficult and same with Tippy Stream. Yeah. yeah. I don't know why this is a problem in all the forms, but I need a way to, I need these to be auto-refreshed and I need them to appear in, in a string of texts that are unbroken. A lot of these sites, to the point that you're making, they break up words. It's not just that words, it's... Words, yeah. I don't, don't care that it's broken up, but yeah. the word, the individual word can't be broken up. So that's yeah. my big thing. Um, I, I will say, Mark, uh, send me an email as you usually do. And if, if um, we, we could probably best continue this conversation that way. Um, but yeah, I, I, I 100% agree with um, Blonde's uh, assessment. I'm kind of into reading these. Can I just keep reading them? Yeah, go for um, it. Uh, defiling human bodies. Okay. M. Barton says, have you ever considered that you might be one of the few human users on the internet that maybe 90% of the interactions you have in the internet are not human? We may all just be alone on the internet. How can mm. we be certain that what we see on the internet is real? Um, I just don't believe that there are gajillion bots talking about the Jews. I, I think that those must be real people. <laughs> They've got to be real people. It is. It's an interesting experience. Um, We've talked about this before. It's like. For for Blonde and for me, this show as an experience is literally just sitting in a room by ourselves in front of screens. Yeah. And imagining a world where this was done in front of a live audience or with real people interactions would be so strange. So strange. Not that we couldn't do it, but it's just. I couldn't do it. Uh Uh-uh. No, I'm out. It would be something totally foreign, something totally, totally alien. And obviously we interact through chats and we interact through the calls on this show. And I know those are real people and the pictures we get of people are real and, and all of that. 
spot to the point that he's making it so detached. And that when I talked earlier about how I do my work thing and then I shut off uh, what I do when I go out and I run my errands and I, I live my life outside of this. That's why the few times that I've ever been recognized around town, it, it sort of so sets me weird. back because I'm like, yeah. The time I, w- I bought a Red Bull at the gas station, the guy's like, all right, so what are you making for, what, what are you doing your next video on? I was like, who the hell are you? And why, I know. Did, did I tell you it happened outside of my house a few weeks ago? No. So they Some know where dude, you live too. Yeah. I was walking out the front door with my baby and my husband and a guy walking past me on the street goes, oh my God, blonde. I know you. <laughs> and I was like, hey. You Not that wonder, I begrudge anybody, but I was like, now you know where I live. You wonder if it's healthy to have real human interaction divorced from this whole arrangement in that way. Yeah. yeah. It's helpful for me because um, I could never do this in front of a live audience. So, all right, you want to read the next one? Yeah, yeah. But thank you for the thoughts. Uh, Dangerous Spaces says, this is a follow-up to my favorite meal question or the favorite meal question from a couple weeks ago. So I love when a restaurant or cafe has all day breakfast. I love eating eggs, bacon, ha- eggs, bacon, hash browns, mushrooms, and so much more. Is mushroom just a, is that a breakfast food in Australia? Uh, it is in the UK. No. Uh, anyway, he loves eating breakfast food any time of the day. Basically when it comes to breakfast, I love hot and fried breakfast mm. so much. I'll eat it for lunch or dinner. As far as I'm concerned, if it's, uh, if it's on the menu, everything else, on the menu ceases to exist. Okay. My question is when it comes to breakfast, do you guys have a preference for cold breakfast, fruit, yogurt, cereal, where you pour the milk in the bowl first? <laughs> yeah, this is monstrous. Or do you prefer a hot breakfast with foods like I've already mentioned? I am such a weird creature of habit that I, I like a, a so-called hot breakfast, but I kind of make the same thing, not every day, but probably most days, which is scrambled eggs, one piece of sourdough toast and this, the scrambled eggs have to have cheese in them, like shredded okay. cheese right. and uh, two strips of turkey bacon. Cause turkey cause, bacon. Yeah. Cause regular bacon is too greasy and, ugh. but turkey bacon, I don't know how they do it. It's fake as hell, but it works for me. That is fucking monstrous. <laughs> That's my call. Does that count as a hot breakfast though? That counts as no breakfast. You turkey bacon it's, eating monster. I've confessed. I've confessed to my, <sighs> To my ridiculous breakfast now it's a weight off my shoulders um hot breakfast like ideal breakfast two strips of bacon sourdough toast butter avocado scrambled eggs avocado is a good addition to the top of some scrambled eggs for sure just the slices yeah yeah all right okay um, um new tradist uh says meet up he get, has a burner phone for this so i'll read the number oh okay I'm the volunteer firefighter from New England that's called half a dozen times. I'm rambling through the West as intended and discussed after hiking these sawtooth mountains. And I'm hoping to meet with both of you and other listeners sometime in the next week. My burner phone number is take note 518-903-5693. That is 518-903-5693. Would love to have coffee beer with you guys in person. Thanks again. And anybody that wants to contact him for a meetup. What is, his, what is his current location? Sawtooth Mountains in Idaho? I don't know where that Where is. are they? I'm looking at the map. I don't know my Idaho geography very well. Oh, that's kind of like central Idaho, not far from Boise. Um, okay, yeah, if you're in the, if you're in, uh, the Bozeman area, as, as always, send me an email. Um, but if you are in Idaho and you want to meet up with this particular gentleman for a good time, that's 518 903 
5693. Thank you. A good time. A snow ape says, uh, Matt, why aren't you a white nationalist yet? Well, I'm told the snow ape uprising is coming soon. Um, to, to, to give as much sincerity to this question as possible. Um, I, I obviously, I think that values and philosophy matter more than racial identity. I would rather live with people who, who share a, a philosophy on morality and on, um, and on natural rights and all the things that are important to me than, than racial identity. Living among white leftists, I think would be hellish to me. Mm -hmm. Um, that said, I'm not so naive as to ignore the reality that that there are demographic voting trends, for example. Um, those things are real. And I don't know what the cause for that is. I don't know. I can't tell you that I can sit and explain to you exactly why that is. But demographic voting trends are real. Um, value structures along demographic lines do exist rightly or wrongly. There are certain parts of the world that simply don't want to embrace the values that I think that have made this country great. I'm talking about respect for individual rights. I'm talking about freedom. Generally, I'm talking about um, government uh, by the consent of the governed, all of those things. Um, mm -hmm. It doesn't make me happy because I think that those are universal values that, that would make everybody's life better. But at the same time, you can't enforce freedom on other people. I can't force you to love liberty. I can't force you to love that way of life. It's a contradiction yeah. to do it. So um, I, I don't know if the question is joking or not. Uh, I'm trying to give it as much sincerity as I possibly can. Um, I, I personally, I don't place a lot of value in racial identity myself, but I will acknowledge that that there are correlations between race and value structure they do exist in the world um that is that is a reality that uh that has to be acknowledged and confronted my answer to it would be i'm gonna keep trying to convince everybody to em embrace the values that will make their lives better but if if people don't want that all right you do you then um and good yeah. luck yeah McMonahan, uh, what do you guys think of the officially published crime statistics put out by agencies like the FBI and DOJ? Do you think they're accurate or skewed to fit some political agenda? Um, I actually haven't looked at them in several years, uh, but I don't think don't they qualify or categorize Hispanics and whites together. I think there's been a change over time. There, I think that the categories were. Um, there's white and white non-Hispanic, I think is how it's been changed or Hispanic is treated. I, I forget exactly how this was done methodologically. I think it's changed um, maybe in the last decade or so. Maybe I'm totally wrong. I'm shooting from the hip, but I forget how all of that was broken down. Um, yeah, I'm sure there's some political something, something. Do do I think that it's generally accurate or like a good proxy or general indicator of crime trends in this country? Yeah, probably the best data out there. Yeah. Even if it's not complete, it's large enough to be a presumably representative sample, um, if not a majority of crimes yeah. committed. The reason that I know it's not complete is because the FBI is relying on reporting from local law enforcement and some are better than others, obviously. The other problem, I don't know if it's true across all crimes. I'm a little more well-versed in the hate crimes data because that 
you know, that's just an area in which I dabble. Um, a lot of that stuff is reports of hate crimes. Those are not convictions. Those are not charges brought. Those are not adjudicated claims. Yeah. They're just yeah. someone made a hate crime report to a local police department. Right. That's a little sketchier. Um, but if you're just talking general trends, like, do I believe it's true that there are very few rifle murders in this country relative to handguns, knives and other weapons? Yeah, I, I believe that's true. It's related to the last topic that we just talked about. Do I believe that some of the demographic crime breakdowns are broadly true? Yeah, I, I do. Yeah. Um. So I, I think that they're generally representative if the the more specific you get you might be be a little more careful but if you're just talking like general crime trends i I think it's probably pretty close to yeah i agree is that the last one yeah all right let's reload on the tube all right uh over on trovo um issue and the rob bob supporting the show appreciate it william cooper as well slopper says machina or machina is pronounced machina that's right i think i've been corrected before my apology i'll have to remember that next time ron helton supporting the show as as well appreciate that and uh yeah deus speaking of deus ex machina thank you over on uh, d life um Uh, all set over there oh uh pilot grove as well thank you pilot grove long dong john are you are you done sorry yeah um surely the animals in these cartel violence montages we're not above carving someone's manhood off, Matt. Yikes. Uh, I actually, I don't know if there was genital mutilation in that montage. Ooh. I haven't seen it for two years now, so I'd have to refresh my memory. But I don't think so. Um, they stopped there. That was their line, maybe. Uh, Eric Burns Marsh. Oh, no, actually, Fabian Benavides. Uh, have you guys seen the Count Dankula Mad Lad video about Don Alejo Garza Tamez? He talks about the horrors of the Mexican cartel and how one man was capable of standing up against them to the end. That sounds like something I'd be into watching. Yeah, I don't know. I'm unfamiliar. I'll check Mad it out, I guess. Lads. Eric Burns March, no one should criticize Matt and Blonde. They're podcasting. That's true. <laughs> We're above criticism. Yeah. Uh, Knuckle Hunky Buck. Blonde says something blonde. Karen, I'd like to speak to your manager. Matt, yes. Karen, hashtag fire blonde. I forgot. Start that hashtag. I forgot to tell you about this. Here's a great story, compelling and rich coming up. Um, so it's it's July 3rd. We're hanging out in Spearfish, South Dakota. Okay. okay. We're trying to get some. It's a long day. We're trying to get some cheap food we can eat at the hotel. So there's a pizza ranch not far from the hotel. Just like a Midwestern pizza chain. I've, I don't know if I've ever been to one, but it's kind of like a pizza hut. So we go in there and like every other place, it, it's totally short staffed. Our takeout order is way behind. And uh, everybody's just kind of annoyed because they only have, you know, three 15 year olds working in there when they need like 20 people. And I've never witnessed it before, but a very heavy set woman walked up to the counter where we were sitting, waiting for our pizza and legitimately demanded to speak to the manager, Karen style. Really? And I, I kind of grinned at her and 
laughed and I know she heard me because she sort of glanced over at me and she, and she, she was very aggressive at first, but she kind of toned it down. But I'm thinking like, okay, great. Some entertainment while I wait for my pizza. What does this bitch got? Why does she need to speak to the manager? I've never witnessed a real life Karening. You've never this seen this happen. I've never, I've never seen a gigantic, <laughs> gigantic woman waddle up to the counter angry because her very reasonably priced, uh, honestly discount pizza was not satisfactory and she demands to this probably 15 16 year old girl working the front counter to speak to the manager and out comes the poor guy who's like 40 managing all of these kids trying to make all the pizzas in the back he's kind of an open kitchen you can see him back there Oh no! and this karen lady who's holding up the rest of everybody else because that guy is making the pizzas uh she she's mad because their one their pizza was late and two she had to ask twice for cups to give soda to her soon to be fat children. Oh god! And the guy was like, "Well, I'm sorry. Like, what do you want me to do?" And she said, "I would just like, I would just like a little more courtesy next time." That was it. And I'm thinking, okay, it's, we're all waiting for our orders. Granted, they're like 20 minutes late. We're all kind of annoyed, but I, you know. Yeah, they don't have enough workers. What are we going to do? Come on. I figured she actually had a need of some kind. Like you, you said you were going to give me X. I need X. It was just to tell them like, I'm dissatisfied with you and I'll be leaving. Now. Thank you. It's like, you know, lady, did you ever think that maybe not getting your specialty pizza was a blessing in disguise? Yeah, maybe that was, like, no, uh, of course not. Maybe that was God telling you not to eat that pizza yeah. tonight. I don't know. Yeah. Fatty, fatty anyway uh, that's a long it's a totally pointless story i'm sorry for that uh, the, the point is no it wasn't that, i've never seen the average a, american right i've there. never seen a real life karening in that way and i shouldn't have intervened i laughed out loud and I, I know that she heard it and i think that softened her karening a little bit but why why should you not have intervened of course you should have i should have let it play out i think it would have been more aggressive if i had not <laughs> like laughed out loud <laughs> oh my god uh chris hines Gavin's wife is Ho-Chunk Indian, and he said that they will save any body parts they lose during their life so they can be buried with all of their parts. Huh. Bummer that didn't come up during your interview. Well, the diabetic woman whose toe I own must not be a Ho-Chunk Indian. Hmm. Donde 2K. Ho-Chunk? Ho-Chunk. H-O-Chunk. That's what it says, but there's no way that's right. Donde 2K says, don't know where the January 6th prisoners are being held, but if we ever needed an American storming of the Bastille, I'm an old fart, so I'll volunteer. Yeah, what about all all the old people that are like, you've forsaken my country, and I will kill you because of that. We're radicalizing... uh, some people that have nothing to live for. Not saying that you have nothing to live for, but you know, some people that want to go out in a blaze of glory. Ho Chunk Nation of Wisconsin, by the way, it's real. Seriously? Yeah. Wow. I wonder how many of them are fat <laughs> and skanks. If you are a fat slut, that is a bad nationality for you. It's it's rough on the res, man. You got to make yeah, a living rough somehow. On the res. Um, Robert Lockhart. In the original Civil War, they said, I wish I wasn't Dixie. If the spa ride is any indication, the next Civil War will say, I wish I wouldn't see dicks. <laughs> That's pretty good. Well-earned rim shot. Appreciate that one. Woke cloak. When Gentiles who do not have the law do by nature things required by the law, they are a law for themselves, even though they do not have the law. They show that the requirements of the law 
are written on their hearts. What's the source of that? Is it biblical? I don't know. Well, would you would you Google it for me, real quick? Mm, knuckle honky buck. At based kid caller, be political amongst your friends and point them to the truth and free thought, but don't try to thrust yourself into the adult realm of politics. That's probably good advice. Looks like uh, Romans two fourteen. It is a, uh, it is scripture. Two A education. I just wanted to say hi. Shout out to you both. Shout out to you. Two A education. Um. Thank you, man. Cersei. Cersei. Uh, Blonde, it seemed like you like spending your time waiting for Rome to burn. When you could fiddle, what if the damn thing holds together all your life? I, th- I think it will probably hold together uh, all my life. But you stop worrying about your life when you have kids. You worry about your kid's life. And so the, either this is going to fall apart under my watch or it's going to fall apart under my kid's watch. I don't like either of these futures. Um, yeah, I mean... I fiddle too. That's why I, I read the stormer. <laughs> Jack DDSN. Yeah. Even today, there's little value in ensuring the survival of our nation. If our traditions do not survive with it, JFK. Yeah. God, you remember, um, uh, JFK had a lot of sensible things to say. You look back and, uh, you remember what, uh, a, a Democrat used to be. Yeah. Uh, I, I doubt that he would be in today's party, but yeah. Yeah. Yin Garuga. Wait, isn't blonde the spelled incorrectly? The one always talking about the latest video from Le Libertarian Satanic Stick Bug? That must be Sticks, Hacks, and Hammer. Oh, is that? I didn't even get the reference. Is that? Is that? Uh, he's a, he's a stick bug, I guess. While simultaneously arguing based other views. Um. I don't know. Do I ever talk about sticks? I love sticks. I, th- I think he's hilarious because he's true to himself uh, and he'll talk to anybody. And I've never heard him say anything judgmental about us, even though I know he vehemently disagrees with me on a multitude of topics. Yeah, sure. He's still respectful to me. And so I like him, you know. Uh, yeah. And and I, I, res- I like and respect his ability to engage with pretty much anybody in mm-hmm. non-emotional terms. That's not to say that obviously yeah. I, I always hate when people preface commentary by saying, well, I don't agree with everything he says, but and it's like, yeah, yeah. Who do you, you don't know? agree with you everything shouldn't. anybody says? I mean, um, we agree on plenty of stuff yet. We still manage to harmoniously run a show together for like five years and change. It's like, yeah. I, I can disagree with somebody and be friends with them and stuff like that. Uh, but I reject this premise that I'm always talking about the latest sticks video. I don't know. I mean, I, I don't know. I don't know the last sticks reference you made, but either uh thunderstorm uh what's your opinion on the love movement of volkism i I don't know anything about this i yeah i i have to punt i don't know i was sorry about that i thank you for supporting the show though kelwin says against stupidity the gods themselves struggle in vain Mm. um professor anthrax i think this is the last one why doesn't your call-in show save high blonde and matt um we wanted to keep our content that lives on the internet better. Than- <laughs> it does save. Um, just So just so you're clear, the audio is available on demand and you can get that on the website uh, on the podcast page. So mattchristiansandmedia.com slash podcast. Mm. The thinking to be totally transparent on why I choose or we choose not to have it video on demand on YouTube. 
is a few things. One, obviously we have less control over this show, so it can be, it's a total wild card. Sometimes to be perfectly honest, I walk away from a lot of conversations on this show and I think that was really interesting. Um, I thought about something in a different way or I've never, that idea was presented to me in a different way. I'll have to think about that. Sometimes it gets super weird and yeah. I, I don't I say that you guys, yeah. but some of you are weirdos. Sometimes it, I, I'm not trying to take a shot at anybody. It's just when you have, when it's a, a, a show of this format where anything goes and it's really audience driven, it can get kind of weird and out there. It just can. And it's, I like doing it and we enjoy doing it. That's why we keep doing it obviously. But, um, <sighs> as far as like a first encounter, my, my thinking is as far as a YouTube channel it's probably not the material that I want someone's first encounter to be. That's fair. Yeah. It's and a way I, for us to engage with the audience, but it's not like we don't bring it to the, the Colin show. The Colin show is its own little niche thing. And honestly, I've <laughs> at the, once in a while, I'll have people tell me that they prefer the Colin show to the Sunday show. And I'm like, I'm like, you crazy. Uh, appreciate that. I'll still take that as a compliment. Absolutely. But I think I'm like, my God, uh, things get oh, yeah. things get crazy on the Colin show. That's probably why. Um, but that's that's the thinking is is um, oh, oh, and the other the other thinking too is I want to have some incentive to go subscribe to audio platforms and just yeah yeah have people true. subscribe yeah. somewhere else just in case bad things happen. Um, audio feeds are a way to do that. So I want to have my thinking is I'll have something over there to give an incentive to to head over to the audio places yeah. to find something to listen to as well. Oh, we do have one more over here. Yeah. Uh, Brian goes. What are some news sources or commentators you used to enjoy and have since unaligned with your values or lost the plot? Um, I used to read Drudge Report every day, every day, and I haven't done that in fucking years. I don't know. Uh, Stephen Crowder since not gay. Jer- I don't want to shit on Stephen Crowder. Since Not Gay Jared left, I find that he's surrounded himself with a bunch of people that are totally obsequious and they don't rein in his humor at all. Like, Hmm. you need a sounding... Like, you don't laugh at every one of my jokes because not every one of my jokes is funny. (laughs) And that helps me to be funnier, even though I'm a woman. I give affirmative action rim shots where due. Don't. Don't do that. Um, But I find that, like... (laughs) he's got people that kind of laugh at everything he says and it makes his show worse. It makes him less Hmm. funny. And so in that way, he's lost the plot. Um, I don't know. I mean, this is, it's hard. A lot of people, a lot of people for me, it's people outside of politics. It's not, um, yeah, there's not uh, you, your, your love and enjoyment of people can kind of come and go, but there's nobody who I've, who I loved politically, who I now hate. Um, I don't. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't well, think you're saying that it's it's just well, it's your taste for content evolves over time. People come in and out of this show. I mean, we just had a caller like I, I listened for a while. I took a break. I come back. That's the nature of these things. So nobody yeah. politically has really lost me um, that I can think of right off the top of my head. But I can tell you who has lost me. And it's people in sports, entertainment. Um, like I, there were so many sports shows I used to listen to for escapism and they they dabble into politics, not just like we hate they Trump got stuff. Gay. They got so gay. But, and, but this last year it went into coronavirus crap and it's like, tell me the scores and who got traded to what team. Not yeah. my obligation to <laughs> slow the spread and wear a mask and all this bullshit. So that's yeah. a, a lot of stuff. And I can't tell, of all the musicians I used to love when I was younger, 
unfollowed pretty much every one of them because they want to lecture me about Trump instead of just making mm-hmm. the music that brought me to them in the first place. So that's that's where I've really unfollowed and lost uh, lost a lot of people that I used to love is uh, in yeah. entertainment areas. Totally. Okay, uh, I think we're about set, but uh, let me just check uh, Tippy Stream. Let's see. Chris to the J says, would you recommend reading John MacArthur or Spurgeon in addition to being in the world um, or in addition to being in the word Bible divinely inspired man is fallen, but God works through us uh, using the conscious. He gave us that we through our own understanding, we reject IE immorality. Okay. This is a, Oh, would recommend, not would you recommend, would recommend reading John MacArthur or Spurgeon. Gotcha. As sort of a, a biblical guide. Appreciate that. Thank you. Um, Kim says, just got Lauren Southern's children's book, ABCs of Morality for my nephew. It's fantastic. I bought it after being outraged by the uh, anti-racist, pro-Fauci, leftist brainwashing children's books in the stores. We need to keep fighting to secure our future. I didn't know she wrote a children's book. Mm-hmm. I think she's written a few. Is that recent or have they been out for a little while? They've, some of them have been out for a little while. She might have just put out a new one. Hmm. All right. Um, just a couple on Trovo and D-Live. We'll call it a night, guys. Uh, C2K over on Trovo. Um, let's see. Issue supporting the show as well. Thank you for that. Um, C2K says, I'd just like to thank all those on Trovo for the Thursday pre-4th of July virtual hangout. Three and a half hours post-show of chat amongst members, which was, of course, very polite. Uh, sounds great. I, I, I think uh, Mark was telling me that, that he got the, the Trovo chat integrated to the backup stream we've been trying to build. So um, I hadn't thought of the chat as a way to hang out and kind of like a discord substitute, so to speak. So that's cool that you guys have found additional use for it. Yeah, totally. All right. Well, that will do it. We'll call it a show. Thank you guys for hanging out with us as always. Very much appreciated. And I'm glad it went decently well after not streaming for almost a week. You get back in the saddle and it's like, I forgot how to do this. But man, um, you know, topics tonight about like refreshing yourself and and, um, not being down about politics all the time. That week off or almost a week really helped me do that. So, So thank you guys for patience with that. And of course, we'll be back on Sunday to break down the rest of the week's news. I don't know what the hell's going to happen between now and then, but uh, we'll talk about whatever does. We'll see you Sunday. Bye.